remind everyone out there in the audience to go to hankstrange.com, sign up for our email list there, look around the site. Lola's always posting deals. That's a good way for you guys to support us when you, when you buy some stuff. You know, through our links, we get a couple of pennies for that. Helps pay the bills around here. Um, and then also on the site, you will find the patches. There you go, Hank Strange patches that you can buy on the site. Uh, we've got like this is the uh, this one right here is the blaster. This is the logo patch. And if you guys get patches right now while supplies last, we're throwing in some gun vote. Don't forget to gun vote, people. These are from the NSSF that they sent us these gun vote uh, stickers. And I actually have a bunch of them, so I'm going to give those out every time that uh, someone gets some patches from us. So don't forget to do that. Big shout out to Harry's Holsters. I think, uh, Lola, it's the code is Hank Strange. You get 10% off at Harry's Holsters. They make fine Kydex holsters, uh, including what I carry. So check those guys out. And uh, for everyone who's out there, smash the thumbs ups. Share this. Do all that kind of good stuff. I am going to roll in the beginning. Let's see. Yep. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. Make sure you guys subscribe, of thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. And we are live, ladies. You know how we do this. Jazz hands, come on. Come on with the jazz hands. You, Rhonda, I know you, I know <laughs> you, you, you got to do the jazz hands, Rhonda. What's up? I did it. No, I didn't see it. No, let me see. I'm going to go just to you so we can see you doing the jazz hands. Come on, let's see. Enthusiastically, come on. Like, what's the name of uh, what's the name? What's the name of that lady that was in Fame? Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad. Boom. There you go. You got to do the 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 Felicia Rashad style uh, jazz hands. There you go. All right. Okay. It's on a popping. I hope you guys out there. I'm talking to you all. I hope you have your big girl panties on. This is episode six hundred and forty of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Um, and our guests are Latina Locked and Loaded. Joanna, she's here. There she goes. Boom. What's up, Joanna? Hello, hello. Um, hey, guys. Happy hump day. Happy hump day to you. Happy hump day to you. I I don't want to say that. Like, I'm so, I'm so uh, worried every time, you know, there's ladies on that everything I say will be misconstrued. <laughs> you know? Is that is that what Me Too did to y'all? Like yes. It just, it's a terrible thing. Terrible thing. Yes. Yeah. That hashtag Me Too nonsense is causing lots of problems. That's Rhonda Mary. Rhonda Mary's here joining us. Yay, hey. Rhonda Mary. Yeah. She's Her t-shirt says entertainers are not leaders. So there you go. Boom. Check it out. Uh, you're selling those, right? Yes, I am. All right. They're $20 on my Shopify, Shopify dot Rhonda dash Mary or something like that but it's in all of my bios everywhere I am YouTube Twitter Instagram okay awesome you guys could go there and check it out uh Joanna do you have uh do you have some kind of awesome t-shirt that you're selling not yet no not, not up on I'm it not yet, cool huh? like that yeah <laughs> oh, okay you got to get a nice Latina locked and loaded uh, I say go for a pinup type of thing you know throw a pinup okay. kind of some pinup art stuff in there it doesn't have to be you you can make it Rolando. 
You can go pin up Stone <laughs> if you want. You know, he might en- he might enjoy <laughs> being out there like that. I don't know. Listen, uh, there's been an idea in the two A community to have a two uh, A men men's uh, sexy calendar for a long time. Oh, no boy. one's really moving on this. It's a great idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tony Simon's gonna be on the cover. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> you have to think it's gonna about be a big cover. Like, who's the audience for that calendar though? Uh, you know, good question. <laughs> Who's going to want to see that, you know? And, and some of the dudes are sexy. Some of the dudes are sexy, and some of the dudes aren't. This guy, but, you know, whatever. Still do it. We, do, do we have to be just nude with our guns or something? So You got to. You don't have to be nude, you know? You could just do a cosplay. You could do, uh, you know, dress up, whatever you want to dress up as. I don't okay. know. See, the ladies don't like to see uh, the dudes nude, necessarily, do you? That doesn't really do anything for you guys. Not really, no. I can't hear you, Rhonda. You went out there. I said I could do without it. You could do without it? Okay. All right. I understand. I understand that. By the way, before I forget, check out my T-shirt. This is a gun nerd shirt here. I don't know if you guys are gun nerds or not, but there you go. Gun nerd shirt. You could get that at Ballistic Inc., and uh, this one, the gun nerds, I all do. Uh, we always do a theme. So uh, who who remembers that theme? We already went over that. If you remember it, let us know out there in the chat. I feel like you ladies conspire to be on at the same time, every time. I called her up. Yeah, it's it's, it's all true. <laughs> is this is this a deliberate thing that's going on? I think isn't it like a full moon or something tonight? Yeah. Okay. As long as you're happy with each other. And hang out on the same show. It's all good, you know? I'm not going to complain. I mean, it's not a bad day for me. You know? We could turn this into a series and do it every time. What's up? Are your kids gun nerds? Are my kids gun nerds? Um, You know what? That's That's a tough thing to say. They are into guns. Obviously, they're my kids. I have got a lot of guns. And they've gone to some things with me. And they've shot all kinds of different guns. They're big on video games because they're, I don't know, what do we even put my kids? What category are they in? Like, they're not millennials, I don't think. I don't know. How old are they? They are 20 and 21. One's going to be 20 this weekend. So. I think that's Gen Z. Gen Z. There you go. So yeah. they, they know video games and they think they know about guns because they're always trying to tell me stuff like, oh, this is so-and-so. I'm like, I don't care, man. I actually shoot that stuff. You know, you guys just play it in the little video games and get all excited. I listen to them. When they play video games, they curse a lot, and it always makes Lola mad. Really? Yeah. They play but, you don't, but you don't care? Like, it's like a dad yeah. thing? It's like, yeah. oh, whatever. Um, I curse all the time, like a drunken sailor. So they Maybe. take after you? I think so. Lola does not curse. If Lola says a curse word, we know she's... If she says, darn... I'm like, oh, oh trouble. God, sounds like yeah. how I am. Yeah, Lola really but, doesn't curse. She curses at me. It happens, but that's how I know wait, she's mad. Wait, oh, but, like, do you say anything when you hear them? Or it's just like, oh, that's just the kids talking or doing their thing? No, I, I say, like, hey, or whatever, you know. But, I mean, I don't really know what I... Like, so, for me, for the last 21 years, I have not been able to curse like I really want to. I haven't been able to walk around in my tidy whities like I really want to. My house has been, you know, dominated by these two little African princes that belong to Lola. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like I've been in prison for 21 years. 
You're at least yeah. halfway responsible, I would yeah. think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're just boys. My 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 uh, kids are just boys. They're nice. They're really nerdy, just like me. You know, so they're not like the super cool people and all that kind of stuff. They're nerdy kids, but uh, you know. Like so, what? So how do you feel about having like nerdy kids? I love it. Is That's that, awesome. You yeah. think it's awesome? Yeah, I'm not trying to be cool. You look at them and be like, oh, they're just like me. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. yeah, well, their mom's nerdy, too. We're both nerds, Lola and I. Lola's Does, probably the coolest one out of all of us. I would imagine so. Does Lola claim to be a nerd, or are you just putting that on her? She's a nerd. Lola is, is a... Is she a self-proclaimed nerd? I, I think so. She's very educated and very nerdy. Now, who's the smartest one? Me, obviously. But that's, you know, I'm not as educated as she is, but I have what's called natural intelligence, intuitive intelligence. She's, that's called uh, street smarts. That's what I have. Uh, Lola has what they call book sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, she has all that like college education uh, stuff, which is good. Not knocking it, not knocking it. But Lola's really nerdy. She's really nerdy, but she's, I guess she's cool. I like nerds. You know, I, I know women don't. You women all, you don't like nerds, right? Well, no. Now the new thing is nerdy is cool. Like that's the thing with the kids. Like no, what's um, the thing with the, the day, women? What's the thing with the women? The I women mean, don't. Like I'm nerds. a woman, and I think being nerdy is cool. You do. So yes. Okay. So you're so you're not because this is like a this is a crazy schizophrenic thing that I see with. I'm not trying to say all women. Don't everyone get up in a. Get your panties bunched up already, but a lot of women are schizophrenic in it. They they want a bad boy. You know, they want the gangster. And they don't no, like the nerds. Not true. That's not true. I don't know if y'all want me to go deep into this. Yeah, this let's do bit. it. We're, we're here. You, want me to jump into it? you like the nerds? You're saying you like the nerdy guys. I absolutely like the nerdy guy, but there mm. has to be a balance. Right? Okay. Okay. So some women, I, I can like I can't speak for all women, but I will say particularly what I've seen in the black community and working with a lot of black women in the inner city, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we misconstrue cool for uh masculine, right? Mm-hmm. Or um more dominant or more maybe street smart and things like that Mm -hmm. when in fact i think if you have a good balance women are open to dating nerdy guys but she doesn't want a pushover she doesn't want you know somebody that's not street smart that's not like aware that can't protect her and all these things so it has to be a good balance and i think I think you have women that don't know how to verbalize what it is that they're actually looking for. So it more so comes off as if I don't like the nerdy guy. No, you just don't like the, and and let me clarify, cause y'all gonna, people like to run with their mainstream ideas of things, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when I pushover, I am not talking about some woman that's going to come in there trying to just be all crazy with you and knock you over the head. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a woman that is difficult to deal with. That is not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about 
is that women, most women naturally have a desire to uh, be protected and things like that, right? Okay. So that's, that's what I mean. Um, Rolando in the comments put it uh, mm -hmm. quite well. He wrote, nerds are cool, betas are not. Because yeah. there's a difference. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and that sums it up perfectly, what I'm trying to I think we could go down multiple paths with this. I think in general, if you want to generalize, and this is from a man's point of view, you guys can educate me. I'm not a woman, never have been, so I, I will not pretend to understand. I personally believe that women are completely different creatures from men, completely different. So we might have some kind of uh, relationship DNA-wise or whatever, but we're completely different. From women and I won't pretend that I understand everything I could just give you my perspective um, I think in general when you look at women they always do like the bad boys kind of a thing so for what and what I mean by that is if you are single you usually find it very tough to even a attract as a guy the opposite sex then the minute you get a girlfriend it's like all these chicks know you now right so I always tell like my kids don't even look you have to have that mode of you're not even, you don't even care, right? That's the thing that helps. If you're out there desperate or thirsty or whatever you want to say, I think that a lot of women don't like that. And when I met Lola, I was really at the point in, in um, I was living in New York, and Lola was not from New York. I did not like New York chicks. I'm just going to tell you that. So um, at that point, I was like, consigned to just being lonely. I used to go to the movies by myself, and I had my own apartment, I had a car, worked several jobs, I was incredibly handsome, as I've told you guys before. Um, but I would just go to the movies, go out to, why, why are you looking like that, Rhonda? That's true. Listen, I'm just taking it all in. It's true, I would go out by myself. I would just oh, go out by myself. And I would just hang out by myself, because all those New York chicks always wanted someone to drop them off, pick them up somewhere, get them dinner, do this thing, do that thing. You know, it was very... High maintenance. Yeah, it was a very materialistic kind of thing. And that might have done something for me when I was younger. But I reached that point where I was like, man, I don't, I don't even want any part of that. I'm just going to be lonely. And then I met Lola being, I think, from a completely different state. She didn't have that kind of mindset and... Um, you know, she was pretty nerdy. And you guys aren't going to believe this, but I, uh, so I've, I used to do kind of like underground, uh, independent uh, kind of entertainment stuff. Let's put it that way. Like I was a producer. I was like a puffy, puff daddy, except I didn't take advantage of everyone I dealt with. But I used to do all kinds of different shows and things like that I would organize. And I remember one time I did this show and, and I was taking some people home, all women, including Lola. They were all beautiful. I couldn't wait to get all those chicks out of my car and drop them off to just talk to Lola. Aww, you know, so. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I noticed that in general, women just don't like the guys who are nice, you know? Who... Well, mm, okay, I'll let you have that, like nice, right? Yeah. Even, again, I said, you know, it just has to be a balance. Women mm. don't, it's, it's something natural in us. We want to know that we can be protected. If you cannot, and I don't know a better mm. way to say this, mm -hmm. okay, but you can't put your foot down to some extent with the person you're dating, how are you going to do it out in the world, right? Right. And also another thing I noticed is that 
guys will be like women don't like nerdy uh women don't like nerdy guys mm-hmm. and I don't think y'all are telling the truth. What y'all mean is the woman you want doesn't like nerdy guys. And so the the uh, example I, I use, right? Mm-hmm. The example I always use is uh, Family Matters. Yeah, I'm sure y'all know that show, right? Mm-hmm. And you would have Steve Urkel, this girl, mm-hmm. Myra, was head over heels, freaking in love with him, would do anything for him. But he didn't want that. He didn't want that. Yeah, he didn't want that. Yeah. Who did he? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's be real and talk about the balance here, because mm-hmm. there's certain girls that aren't as desirable too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I- in relationships, you're right. You get what you ask for, and that kind of thing. Like, if you meet someone who's so materialistic, you got to drop those. I remember one time uh, this like super cute chick that I knew. And she was, you know, the same thing I just told you. She was like, oh, can you pick me up here? I got to go to this jewelry store and get... I was like, okay, fine. I'll take you up to the jewelry store. Then she's like, oh, do you want to come see something? I was like, no, not really. So then she's showing me some jewelry. She's like, yeah, I really like that thing. I was like, oh, good for you. You know? In other words, it's like, oh, can you buy this thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Or I remember one time a friend introduced me to this girl, and she was like, the next time you come back here, don't come without any." This is literally... The first Don't time, come yeah, the first time I met her, I was like, I am never coming back over here. So I well, think you have to be that kind of person to discriminate like that and go, no, I'm not dealing with that. Well, that could possibly be like a cultural thing too, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's really based on what you want and mm-hmm. going with that, right? Because, uh, you know, it's not as common now, mm-hmm. but years ago like years ago in the south if you were courting that's what people actually used to do they used to court each other okay Mm -hmm. you would show up at her house and you would bring like flowers or you know typically like flowers or something like that right 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 Uh uh-huh so yeah Yeah. i I mean this was the 90s this was the 90s i don't know if you were thinking it was 1700 and something (laughs) because <laughs> I'm not that old. Look, I think relationships have to be a two-way street. And definitely if you're dealing with someone and they don't like you because you are nerdy, like I talk a lot and I'm into a lot of things. I think when Lola met me, she thought I was some kind of criminal. That's like her first impression of me. So because she you met think me. you were a bad boy then? Huh? No, she, she, thought, thought you- she thought that and she didn't like me. So I remember when Lola first met me, uh, one of my friends, he bought a car, but he couldn't drive. I've been driving like as, as soon as I can get a driver's license. It's New York, so a lot of people couldn't drive. He bought this car this day, and he was like, hey, can you go over there and get this car with me? And then that's when I wound up meeting Lola through uh, one of her relatives who uh, – I used to date her cousin. This, I know this is like a lot for, for the internet to deal with right now. Long time before this. Long time before this, just listen to me. Long time before this, so her cousin called me up because she was hanging out with Lola, and she was like, oh, what are you doing? Come over and hang out with us. And I was like, oh, whatever, we went over there. But my friend was one of those guys who only wore name brand stuff. So, not Polo, what's the other, The there's like, you know, um, I want to say like, not Polo, but there was another thing, Lola probably remembers this. All his clothes was that. Me, I had, like, no name brand stuff on. My pants leg was, like, all pulled up. You know, I wore Timberlands and all that. I had a beeper and a cell phone. They were all going off. 
And I had this attitude because when I first saw Lola and she came out of this place with her friend, I, this never happened to me in my life. There was a freaking halo around her in my eyes. There was this halo. I remember like seeing stars and stuff like that and hearing, la, 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 la. I was like, oh, shit, this is my wife right here. But the minute I saw her, I felt that way and she hated me. You know, and then she said she was like, oh, I was like, hey, I came to hang out with you guys. What do you want to do? She told me, oh, you know, we're hungry. We want to get something. I was like, oh, we could go to McDonald's. And she was Lola said, no, I don't eat a McDonald's. And I was like, well, uh, OK, we can go to a diner then, I guess, which a diner is like a step above McDonald's. I don't know if you know, like the New York style diners. But the whole time she just couldn't stand me. I had too much attitude you know, and whatever, but she was actually, like, talking to my friend, and my friend was kicking it to her and everything, but I thought, and just exactly what I'm telling you, I was like, oh, this chick is so cool, but I have this problem where I was still me, you know, I don't know how to, like, switch into another mode and be all nice and everything, so initially, Lola was like, no, but I think once she started talking to me, she realized Oh, this guy's a little bit deeper than that. He's not this thing that I see from the outside. So that's actually what I was gonna say about mm -hmm. this. Whether you like nerds or not, I mm -hmm. think that's irrelevant. I think what you like, what is a good relation for you, is someone that you can have a deep conversation with. Mm -hmm. And this actually reminds me of one of my best friends. She's been happily married for eight or nine years, mm -hmm. but she always has this problem where whenever he has someone intellectual around he slips into nerd mode and then she feels excluded. So, I mean, I hate to break it to her, but <laughs> so they're the not a good a match. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but the guy's a nerd. Yeah. So when he's around not. her, what mode is he in when they're together? Because that... This, Apparently if, he it, dumbs you, it down for her and she oh. feels offended when she notices that when he's around other people. So the question is, like, no, what... that's a problem. <laughs> I would yeah. worry if a guy has two modes around you because he might have three modes. One of those mm -hmm. modes you don't even want to know about. But is it is it a total like? Does that automatically mean they're not a good match? Does that does he completely dumb it down, or is it like? That's like like with me, right? If I'm with my guy and mm -hmm. I'm not a like a gun girl, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not like a gun girl, and so if we go to visit Hank and Lola. Mm -hmm. And they get into this whole, they just go off into this whole thing and their eyes just light up and they're talking about this. And I'm just like, whatever. Is it like specific subjects or is he consistently? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me tell you, there's a couple of things happening there. Joanna, you can, mm -hmm. first of all, there's a whole bunch of guys like, what? You're not a gun girl. You just broke a whole bunch of hearts out there. <laughs> So I don't, but you are into guns, I was going right? to put in a yet. <laughs> I am a yet. I am a 2A girl. I'm not okay. a gun girl. There's a difference. Right. And you own guns. Yes, I have okay. a few. But you're not yeah. a gun nerd yet, like Joanna's saying. Not yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a gun nerd. Like, even earlier, y'all was talking about some firearm. I was like, what's that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I need to know it shoots. I need to know <laughs> Joanna's trying to show it. Yeah, that thing that Joanna has blurred in the background. Let's see who knows what that is, by the way. Let's see who's the nerds out there. But you know what? I don't think there's... Um, I'm going to say this. Lola is probably more like you than Joanna. Joanna is a nerdy gun girl. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, but Lola, I don't really think... 
she's she's not that she's not on that level. She'll know right. about some shoes or something right. like that, which hey, it's, you know, it's not it's not a crime. But, but I also think it's a progression because yeah. I I wasn't always, and I always think that mm-hmm. I have more to learn. So. Mm-hmm. I think the longer you're in the gum world, you're going to just start picking stuff up and thinking certain things are cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still don't geek out like my husband does when he's watching some review video going, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I'm like, (laughs) all right. Because that's a dude thing. So that probably right there is a guy. There's things that guys nerd out about and things that women nerd. You guys, what what do women nerd out about? I'm going to assume shoes, but that's very sexist of me. Tell me what you're yeah. Actually, the the craziest thing is I don't I don't think I nerd out about any of the typical like woman stuff. Like okay. I just don't. And I'm also not a very like materialistic type of person. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in like you know a bad way. Some people are just into shoes or mm-hmm. guns or mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Um, I'm more so like experiences. Like, I will spend a lot of money to try something for the first time, mm. try a new food, mm-hmm. to go, like, on an adventure, okay. like, where, but, like, shopping, it just is not very That's exciting. awesome. Okay, a lot of guys ticking the box again. Like, oh, awesome. <laughs> I don't have to get some red bottoms or whatever those things are called. Huh? I said, am I winning them back a Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their things they nerd out about. Yeah. Everyone has their things. Like, I could say definitely guys nerd out about guns if they're into guns. We're, we're just, we have uh, our minds obsessed like that. Guys are, if they're into cars, they nerd out about cars, things like that. If they're into sports, they, I'm not into sports, so I don't, um, I don't really nerd out about that. I'm not saying I've never, like, watched a basketball game or something like that, but I, I think we just have those things, and there's different things that mean something to someone I, like what you're saying you like the experience and i would probably think that a lot of women like the experience of something right what if you're, you're huh? about yeah what is about she likes um, uh, the korean go ahead, go ahead. korean pop stars <laughs> yeah uh that's my guilty guilty pleasure um it's been it's been 10 like 10 or 11 years that uh Maybe a little bit less. Between nine and ten years, something like that, where yeah. I discovered accidentally K-pop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, I, I was making fun of it at first. And then before I knew it, I was, like, obsessed. <laughs> this so, is how we know and, she she's uh, – this is how we know <laughs> that she likes nerdy guys. Because Korean K-pop stars, I don't know any of those guys that are, like, hardcore. I don't yeah. know any of those guys that are super macho. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't even I, tell. I, a lot yeah, of times no, I'm looking at I'm like, so this is a female band or everyone's just I'll androgynous give them that. right I'll here? give them that. Yeah. I think it's just the, the build or their slimmer build and they right. do wear makeup. So sometimes it's a little bit, you know, androgynous. So, yeah. 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 But I also, um, I'm a big, you know, medical nerd. So mm-hmm. I love reading articles about that stuff. And mm-hmm. then pop culture wise, I love Star Wars and sci-fi and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel bad because now it's like I don't I can't think of one thing that makes me nerd out. Like Nothing. I have hobbies. Do you nerd have, out on politics? How about politics? Like e- I even get sick no? of those people. Oh. Right? Okay. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't Like I have hobbies. I have stuff I like to do, but mm-hmm. 
I can't, it's like, it's nothing that's just like, oh my God, you know? Is that bad? Am I like, is that like dysfunction? There has to be something. You're just not telling us. I don't think you trust us enough yet. No, seriously. If something yeah. comes to my mind, I will let y'all know. But even like, I don't even watch like yeah. really TV or like I'm not a movie person. I'm okay. not really good at picking out music. Like people have to tell me like, oh, this is hot now. Like you should mm-hmm. check this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Deshaun Bowser says, hey guys, I will support whatever my girl wants to nerd out to. Laugh out loud. That's such a good way to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you can do that. Do you guys like it if a guy does that? Does I it mean... Ha- I guess it does it have to be genuine, I guess? No, I mean, I appreciate it. Like, Rolando is uh, very good about being into K-pop with me, even mm. though I know that's not his thing. He supports it, so I give him props. Like he took me to the BTS movie. Uh, they had a concert movie on a date, and I Rolando, thought that was really cool. I'm so I'm so ashamed <laughs> of you, man. But yeah. I mean, I'll do the same. Like I'll yeah. like I'll sit there and watch. Like I'm not. He's a car nerd. I'm not a car nerd. You know, I tried. I really tried. I sat there and I watched, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying <laughs> to figure out this thing with the axle. Yeah. Like why this thing is mm-hmm. so important, yeah. and I just really couldn't care. But I'll sit there and watch an episode of, like, The Grand Tour with him, and I'll be like, okay, this is kind of cool. So we do that for each other, you yeah. know? I remember Lola had a phase where she liked the glittery skin people. What is that? You know, they had, like, vampires and uh, werewolves, oh, and their skin yeah. glowed like diamonds, and I just couldn't get Twilight. into that. Twilight, yes. What the hell is that? That's just as bad as K-pop. You know? Yeah. She had that phase where she was all about twilight or something like that she pretends that she never was into twilight now so you know um i think ultimately if you really care about someone you can get into their stuff you know if you if you care about them you'll at least spend some time trying to get to know what it is they do just so you have some kind of affinity i can see that i don't think that's necessarily fake i think that is um you know that is important right yeah, well, you have to have some common ground. Um, yeah. Like, Rolando, I've, I mentioned this before, Rolando is a big uh, mm-hmm. video game guy. So mm-hmm. I hadn't played video games since, like, the Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, once I saw that the controllers had two joysticks, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, boy, this is not the same. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to play video games. So I felt like we had something to do when we were dating. And I now I really like it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to play it all the time, but, you know. Yeah. You have some hobbies that you share. Yeah, I feel like we need to find out what Rola- what um, what Rhonda is. I almost said Rolando. What I like, believe okay. it or not, I really like salsa dancing. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, really? bachata. That's that's. I, I was gonna bachata? say I've seen I've seen a video bachata. of you dancing bachata. Yeah, really. I am not good yeah. at. I'm not good at it at all. Where is this video? Hold on. Where's this I saw it on her Instagram once. It's I on her see. Instagram? Okay, hold up. <laughs> I took it down. Uh, oh, you did? Why? Yeah. That's like one of those temp posts. You know what I mean? Like okay. show everybody Text how it bad. to me right now. Text it to me. I didn't think you were bad. I didn't think Come you were on. bad. Yeah, let's see the bachata. You don't want to see me trying to dance like that. I'm terrible. I don't even have hips. That's, so I definitely that's can't move them. that... I actually enjoy. Like I cool. think it's just so fun. I get super excited. I go by myself. Mm. Um, like I will go by myself. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then you mentioned, do, do you want, like, your, your partner to be involved in these things with you? Some mm-hmm. guys think they're too cool for that. So mm-hmm. I think it would be cool um, for him to get involved and, like, at least try it one time. But, you know, some people are, it's like, I don't think you have to, like, like Joanna said, like, you know, we started off playing video games, but it's just not something I'm going to do all the time. Mm-hmm. I think you should show interest. Um, but not, you know, you don't have to just partake all the time. But that's something I actually, and, and you know, it wasn't coming to my mind because of like with the COVID stuff mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I haven't mm-hmm. been in like months, but mm-hmm. that's something I you think. You could dance like, on your own though. You could dance on your own. Come on now. It's really hard with bachata. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, you have to even, like, you have to be even better at it. Uh, dancing. Okay. You don't okay. have a kind of like to make you look not as bad you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. by the way Rolando says uh laugh out loud I don't know if this episode has helped or hurt me which is starting <laughs> <laughs> this is therapy for you Rolando you can find out some stuff while you're looking at this about your own self so there you go and we're not going to hold it against you because you look at uh, the BTK stuff with her. We're not really going to hold that against you. He's a good dude. We know he's macho. He's got the deep voice. So there you go. <laughs> you know, we know he's still macho. So you like dancing. Bachata you can't do on your own, you're saying. Right. right. Do you do salsa too or just bachata? Like, I'm trying to get the foot pace right for salsa because salsa is quicker. Mm-hmm. Bachata reminds me kind of of like a two-step, you know, mm-hmm. and where I'm from, we already do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so the bachata is kind of similar, but salsa... You see, I'm going to have to pull up some bachata videos. Hold on right now. She's right. It is, it is kind of... It is a two-step with a little hop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and salsa is a little bit more smoother, and you have to be a little quicker on your feet, which I haven't quite got yet. I'm a little better at bachata, um, but it's like really fun, and then it's interesting because dancing with every partner is different. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like a different experience, and so it's just a lot of um, spontaneity to it. Yeah, you know. So I would say, yeah, I kind of like. I wouldn't say maybe nerd out about it, but I would say that it's something that I like thoroughly enjoy and look forward. Mm-hmm. doing more so than stuff I just like, right? Like, Because mm-hmm. I like to do my YouTube. I like to do my social media. I like to do gun stuff. I like to go fishing. Um, I okay. like to read and stuff like that, but yeah. Fishing is a good one right there. Did she yeah, did you lose I, her? Yeah, I really um, enjoy she, fishing. You look, frozen. you look frozen there for a second. Your face looked like, like that for a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fishing yeah. is another that I'm not like super good at mm-hmm. like you know, I'm not some fisherman or fisherwoman you know mm-hmm. but I enjoy doing it mm-hmm. too so yeah yeah I'm sure we all have things we all have things that we're that we're into um what kind so on the gun tip let's talk about this for the gun folks out there since we're we're here and by the way smash those thumbs ups guys smash them smash them and if you have questions too ask me and I will ask these uh, ladies the questions for you um, on the gun side do you do you not you don't have a lot of guns you just have a few guns or you don't have to give us numbers I'm just trying to are you do you have a rifle yes you do have a rifle 
Okay. Yes. You and you've got handguns. I'm taking it. I have. I have. Let's say I have more than three. Mm-hmm. Less than twenty. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so random. <laughs> more than three, less than twenty. <laughs> I don't know. If I, again, I'm going to put in the disclaimer for now. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or we don't know. She's probably not trying to tell us exactly. So what do you shoot the most then? I have more than an average person. I would say that. Okay. I believe I have more than, or maybe the more than an average person that looks like me. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say that. Okay. How did you get it? So I think you said this before, but how'd you get into guns? Um. So when I started my YouTube, I was kind of learning more about like mm-hmm. the constitution and laws and stuff like this. So I was already on this journey. And to make a long story short, because I think I maybe have told this Mm -hmm. story here before, but I was basically um, in a hit and run Mm -hmm. accident where it got super crazy. Um, The guy hit me. I was going about 70 miles per hour and he was like ramming my car, trying to push my car out of his way. Okay, so that's road rage. We're talking road rage here. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Road rage. And... Once he passed me, you know, I followed him for only a few seconds and eventually he pulled over and I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's like changed his mind. This is like super naive of me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to let down my window to say, okay, let's uh, exchange insurance and registration. Mm-hmm. And he's coming up to my window and he starts like cursing me and talking all crazy. And he was so close to me that I could literally remember seeing like the ring around his eyes this was like an older guy mm-hmm. and um uh, can i ask a black guy or white guy it was a black guy black guy okay and um he got out in his car took off again i ended up calling 911, and mm-hmm. it was a young black lady officer mm-hmm. that uh, pulled up to the scene and she asked me what happened i told her the story and she was like you don't have a gun i was like oh, okay what state did this happen in yeah Mississippi, I'm assuming? Mississippi. Yeah. You told us this story before, but you left out the part that the guy, like, was, was hitting you. Because I, th- I don't know if you remember this, Joanna. But I, oh, I remember the, Yeah, I remember the thing about the um, female cop. And she yeah. asked you if you didn't have a gun. But to myself, I was like, why did she ask you that? I didn't realize there was really, like, a road rage thing going on here. No, it was, like, a super okay. crazy road rage thing. Like, I was going, like, 70 miles per hour, and he's, like, ramming my car on the interstate. So I, I at the moment, like, I thought it's multiple times in that story where mm-hmm. I could have died. Mm-hmm. I could have become a victim, like, all these things. And so when the police officer mentioned it to me, she was like, yeah, because I would have said I feared for my life. And it's like a light bulb went off and I just, I saw how that situation could have potentially turned so deadly mm-hmm. and I felt so vulnerable. I felt so vulnerable, right? Because mm-hmm. when I walked into my car, I'm like, I'm just young, naive. I'm not mm-hmm. thinking about situational awareness. I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking how I would think. I'm not thinking about how other people in the actual r- real world think, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so even though looking back, I don't, that's not a situation where I feel like I should have used a firearm. However, I would have have liked to be more prepared mm-hmm. than I was. And I just never want to be that vulnerable again. Mm-hmm. And so I 
after that is when I decided to finally, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, get trained and all that other stuff. Okay. All right. Did you have a question there, Joanna? No, you, you pretty much answered it when you said, um, the situation is kind of, would you have been able to use a firearm in that situation? But if things had escalated further, then yes, definitely. So this, mm-hmm. so this is a crazy part, and I want to be, well, these are like probably gun people in the chat, but I just mm-hmm. want to be clear talking about it from my perspective. And when I do talk about it, this is why it's so important to actually know the laws, because there are certain instances in that story where I could have used my firearm, and then there are certain seconds in that same story where I could not, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, once I chose to follow this guy, even if it was just 60 seconds, technically, according to the, you know, according to, possibly according to a jury, Mm -hmm. I would have no longer been in fear for my life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so these are the things that I've come to now learn over time that are important for people to know. So it's not like oh, I was scared, just go get a gun. And now every time I'm scared, I can just use that gun at any time. No, like second to second, as that situation changes, depends on if you can actually use that firearm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why we have juries, but uh, like, I don't think there's anything wrong technically with if someone hits you, you're trying to follow them to find out who they are. Otherwise, that's a hit and run. Did you guys ever catch up to this guy? Did the cops ever catch up to him? So, um, I ended up getting his license plate and the cops, they're not going to do much about it, but I was able to, um, make a claim like through his insurance and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Cause my bumper Mm -hmm. was like a little messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so hopefully they'll be hope. Well, I hope they either terminated his insurance or his Mm -hmm. insurance house went up. So he would have some type of, I think that was my biggest thing. Me feeling like, you thinking you can just do this and get away and have absolutely no consequences. I was bothered by that. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't like the the quickest, smoothest process, I wanted him to know like, that's not cool. You need to have some type of responsibility for this. Yeah, probably everyone's insurance goes up after that. That's usually yeah. how insurance works. They don't really care who caused the accident. Everyone's insurance goes up. I'm yeah. so bothered by the fact that the cops didn't, like, I feel like they should have definitely found out who that was if you had the information, and that's a hit and run. What are they, what are yeah. they going to go, seriously? Are they going to show up at his door and be like, oh, we're going to take you away now because you did this hit and run? It's like on the bottom of their priority list. And I mean, to some extent, you know, I don't 100% blame them as long as he could be held uh account in some capacity right because mm-hmm. all the people missing and people being raped and stuff like this i don't know if i necessarily just want them wasting time showing up at this old this old see now man's house right yeah usually the cops are going to fill out uh do paperwork um unless there's a murder or something like that they're not really going after you and i'll be honest in in a lot of cases like that even attempted murders and things like that there's a limit to how far they even go Right. You know, um, it's it's really the reason why we need to be able to defend ourselves in the moment, you know, and to go back to what I was saying, I think this is the reason why we have like a, a jury system, 
because that can go multiple ways. You know, if someone hits you and then you're trying to figure out who they are and then now they get mad because you're following them and they get really aggressive. If you wind up in a situation where you feel like, hey, my life is this person's putting my life in danger here. You know, you've got to make these kinds of decisions. No one wants to. I don't think, well, no normal person wants to take someone else's life or even hurt another person. Right. You know, it really comes down to, you know, if you catch that person in the wrong mode and they just don't care and they decide to try to, like, pull you out of that car or somehow go after you, yeah, you've, you've got to make this decision now. And it's the reason why when we're dealing with all these things in the world, we really need to think about that. You know, how does this go? How does this go wrong? Most of the time, it's a perfect storm. Right. You know, two people barreling towards each other, and um, both of those people just want to fight no matter what. And so. the crazy thing about it is it really makes you realize how quickly something can escalate, right? I, this whole interaction was probably, probably five minutes maybe right mm -hmm. there were so many instances where something bad could have happened to me had I been armed something bad could have happened to him and is it really worth somebody losing their life even mm -hmm. this and you know I I'm not as mad if we had talked about this years ago and it happened I I you know I, I tend to be a pretty forgiving person and I'll, I'll cut people slack or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm not as mad as, as when it happened, you know, but, but just thinking like getting my bumper fixed for like a thousand dollars or whatever. And for the few cuss words that he said, was it really, you know, worth his life? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. he didn't, other than hitting my car, which he did, and if he would have done it any, maybe any second faster or any harder, I mean, yes, I could have not been here, right? Um, but just just looking back, I'm, I'm just happy it worked out the way it did, and I didn't have to, you know, go that further step. Because even when you do, it's a lot that comes with it. It's not like the freaking movies, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking about months of trying to prove that you for the lack of better words deserved mm -hmm. to take this person's life mm -hmm. and just the mental emotional and financial toll that can take right mm -hmm. so these are things that we want to do mm -hmm. we have to do time yeah necessary absolutely joanna have you ever been in a situation like that no i've been very fortunate okay <laughs> i've never had anything yeah i mm -hmm. think uh when people ask me uh, what got you into firearms, I was like, it was fun. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was just basically, uh, I'm going to assume it was just basically Rolando. You got into it. You thought it was cool. You guys never, so before or after, you haven't been into anything. Okay. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. You just want to be prepared if something really happens. Yeah, and you don't have a choice, um, you know, uh, that's, you know, you just want that kind of preparation preparation so that somehow you react and you're able to defend yourself and at the end of the day that you're here, the best thing is that it never, ever, ever happens, so. Um, let's see, I don't know if that, I don't know how, um, you know, I don't know if that's negative, 
you know, I know sometimes when you talk about these things, you get in, get back into a state. You know, when you think about these negative things that happened to you in the past, you get mad all over again. No, so. I'm like, I'm like good now. Like, I'm the type of person. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually weird. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm the type of person, regardless of the confrontation, like, Pretty much once I talk it out or mm-hmm. take the steps to diffuse it or move past it, I'm for the most part good. Like I'm not the type of person that mm-hmm. holds on to like the angry part of stuff. It's just not my Yeah. yeah. By the way, someone's my... trying to holler at you in the chat. Somebody met yeah. in Atlanta on Saturday. Yeah. Clinton Ox says, What's up, Rhonda? It's your boy you met in the ATL <laughs> Saturday. You got to read it like that? Yeah. Hey, That's what he wrote. (laughs) Also, I saw, it's a question I wanted to answer. That's okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Brian said, did I fear a retribution from the suspect that hit me? Very common for crimes to not be reported due to being harmed by the suspect after the initial incident. So the crazy part about it is this was back in more of my gangster days. Okay. No, I'm just, just. But no, seriously, wow. I was able, I was able to obtain his address. Mm-hmm. So honestly, he should have been scared of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because when they created the police report mm-hmm. and I had his license plate, and I may have drove kind of close to his house. <laughs> I don't think that was a good idea, but yeah. <laughs> but um. You know, mm-hmm. so he actually should have been scared of me. But I'm the type of person, like, I'm pretty chill. I'm, I'm not a snitch. And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to clarify that in a second here. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, mess with people. I don't pick on people. I don't bully people. However, right, mm-hmm. when you are doing something to actually, like, physically hurt somebody, like, take their property, it's all bets off. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't care. You have to be responsible for those things. Mm-hmm. If it's just, you know, you didn't wear your freaking mask, you want to s- smoke a little weed on, like, the subway or something. Uh, maybe not the subway. My grandma could be riding the subway. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, things, I mean, it's like, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. really care about that. But when you are physically trying to hurt me, I don't... The whole retribution thing, like, doesn't even come to my mind. It's mm-hmm. all out the window because obviously you didn't care about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Pixel says uh, Rhonda is very blessed. My pastor and his wife was were rare ended on I seventy five north of Atlanta two years ago, and that and have been paralyzed from the neck down since. Dude that hit him was uh, estimated doing eighty miles per hour. So uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of things could have. Uh, you know, could have gone wrong there. Absolutely. I'm very thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, Lola's not here. So this is probably going to get a little bit off the the rails. So do you want to talk about the summit? You went to the summit this, uh, Oh, absolutely. Tell us what's up with that. By the way, I wasn't invited. That's okay. I'm not hurt. You were totally invited. I I was actually not invited, but that's okay. No, that's not you're not explaining it correctly. Well, anyway, I'm so, not. Oh, so you know what you know what happened? No, but oh. I just. <laughs> okay. I wasn't. I was not invited. I I was on your show, and I think I said something to you about it. And I probably said I wasn't invited. 
Anyway, y'all. Anyway, tell us how, how it was. <laughs> Listen, no, this I, happens. I just think it's a little ironic. You know, it's a little it's a little bit ironic. You know, I've made if anyone's been looking at me long enough, I've made some waves because other people have things and don't invite people. I've done that already. People, if, I don't know how long you've been, uh, you know, following hey, me here or whatever. I, you should have just come. I don't know if you know how everything was set up, yeah. but everything was set up kind of based on there were like themes for every mm. section of the summit. Right. So, right. Yeah. And uh-huh. so only pretty much like gun portion was um the only gun portion were like they were all like trainers. They were actual trainers. Everybody else was more like politics leaning. And so that's probably the real reason. No, I'm telling you honestly. Okay. I'm that's almost positive. Yeah. I'll just like, wait until I catch Maj on here again and you know, we'll have that conversation. Listen, tell us how it was for you. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing everyone. I'm actually very antisocial, so I knew that thing was going on, but I was not invited. Uh, But, you know, and I didn't go. But uh, tell us how it was. If you had a good time. Obviously, there's some people here who met you when you went to it, so. Yes, okay, so. Mm I was at the Solutionary Summit in right. Atlanta, Georgia this past weekend. Mm-hmm. This was basically that Hank Strange like, wasn't invited to. No, this was, go ahead. This was a full day of uh-huh. kind of summit style panels talking about different stuff. So every panel had a different theme. It was mostly, mm-hmm. right, because I, I want to help y'all understand why Hank believes he wasn't invited. It was mostly politic related and it was mostly very um, geared towards, let me say this in like the most polite way. Like, oh boy. Like more like younger. Oh, I see. <laughs> she just caught you all. I'm telling you, Joanna, you, you, saw, you saw that, right? <laughs> Basically, it was not for the old people. No, no, no. I tried to press. I'm teasing you. I am teasing you. I'm teasing you. But, um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, just to give you an idea, now the audience was super uh, diverse, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, all ages, all Mm -hmm. just types of people, like, culturally and from all over the country and things like this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. We packed out the room, surprisingly. Um, we had the firearm training portion at the beginning, which you had um, actual firearm trainers. So Kevin Dixie was there. I don't know if Ken Scott has ever been on your show. And Trill Toya, I know you've had Trill Toya on. Yeah, we've, had, were- we've had Trill Toya and Kevin Dixie. I know, yep. I know, uh, Ken Scott. We can't get him on. We can't get him on. We've tried. Okay. He's, you know, we're not we're not cool enough for, Ken, for uh, him to come on the show. That's all right. That's good. Okay. It happens. Yeah. No, I, I, I I've known him for a long time. He's cool. Okay. Uh-huh. But um, so there was a first portion, and then a second portion were three different panels mm-hmm. that all had a different theme. So mm-hmm. the first panel talked about community engagement, which were probably actually like maybe the youngest of the summit. Mm-hmm. And then 
you had the other two panels uh, that talked about um, like a, a conservative versus libertarian. And then you had another panel that talked about does party even matter, right? So um, it was kind of mostly more set on politics. That's the only reason why I was invited. If it was a gun thing, I would have not been invited. Like, let's be clear about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand. So it was- I don't know anything about politics, I'm guessing. No, 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 yeah. no, no, I'm pretty, no. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I was excluded from that because I'm, you know, I'm Indian. It's probably that. Oh. You know? I'm saying oh, I'm you sure. don't know anything about politics, right? <laughs> you know, but but if somebody said, you know, who's this Hank Strange guy? Mm-hmm. I don't think people would say, oh, he's a political commentator. Uh, like, you what see would what they say? What would they say? They would say he's a gun guy. He's a nerd gun guy. Oh, okay. I don't know if they would say nerd. I'm pretty sure the people out there, like, if I say I'm nerdy, I don't think they know that. I think they think I'm pretty cool. Yeah. Tell us right now. Do you guys think I'm nerdy or just really cool? Yeah, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, be honest. I'm telling them to be honest. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time because you're here. So we'll give you a hard time. Uh... Let's see. What is this? Uh, Special K says, uh, he says, lifestyles are locked and loaded. I guess if you're AARP, <laughs> that's why you're not invited. <laughs> Man, do I even qualify for AARP? I don't think so. How old do you have to be? I, I think 65. Six- no. AARP. I-, I, think is a- it not- I think it's probably lower than that, but I'm not even 50. Apparently, they call you a senior if you're 55 and over. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Clinton Ox says, yes, you are, Hank. I don't know. Yes, I am what? I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm not a nerd. I'm cool. Boss Hog says, I'm just cool. So there you go. I'm going to take that Great. from Boss Hog. Hey, say it, though. Why you keep skipping over that one? Well, who said what? <laughs> Rewa Special K said, why do you keep skipping over that uh, one? Oh, he says, Hank is an old gun nerd. <laughs> Maybe. That's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, and then Clinton Ox says, love you, though. So I'm guessing he, he's agreeing with the nerd. Uh, let's see. Puerto Rican Pistolero says 55. So there you go. Um, Kathleen Music Lover says 50. I, I thought I it was 65. No, 65 is a little bit too high. No, it's definitely in the 50s because apparently the stores give discounts. So yeah. you know they have the senior discount thing? That's at 55. And even it's crazy now, even that I'm thinking about it, right? Like, even if we think about the actual life expectancy ages, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of crazy. So, yeah, yeah. 60. Matt Morrison 80. says, my buddy got AARP card at 45. First of all, I wouldn't even, I don't even like AARP. They're too liberal. I'm not down with those dudes. No, I'm not giving them my money to be supporting Hillary or some nonsense. So that's not happening. So I would never do AARP. So there you go. Um, and Armin and Axis says he's a year from senior. So there you go. Um, oh, yeah. 65 for Medicare. Yeah. yeah. So was it fun? Did you have fun? Uh, Joanna, I know you guys didn't go. Did you Did you and Rolando look at that live? Oh, um, we didn't yet. No. I think we still have a chance. Like uh, Maj has something where if you okay. uh, pay $20 to his um his black black guns matter mm-hmm. you get he sends you the stream so we're thinking about doing that um i mm-hmm. think you have until the end of the week okay but we wanted to go rolando's actually a little bit mad at me because i 
was the voice of reason and was like, but we have these other things to do that weekend. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but I really want to go. So <laughs> every time he looks at footage of it, he goes, man, that looks so good. And he kind of just looks Rolando, at me like, I wasn't, oh, like, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. You did good. You're all right. I wasn't there, man. I'm telling y'all, if y'all missed it, you should not have missed it. I only got good feedback. Like people were like, this was awesome. Yeah, usually I've, you know. It's crazy because even the AV people, right? Like mm -hmm. the people that did the lighting and mm -hmm. the camera work on it, they were like, this was the best event we ever did. And when I heard them say it, I'm like, really? That was like, as far as yeah, They say that to all the girls. Don't hate it. Uh, but no, seriously. Uh -huh. They were like, as far as content wise, okay. they was like, was engaging all day they never just felt like bored or like yeah you know so okay he's in the comments right now saying i very much wanted to go i'm sorry yeah poor guy i i promise if they have one in 2021 we'll go you know you rolando you went with her to her bt B, bts btk one of those things. bts yeah bts thing but no she couldn't go see that was like a useless sacrifice you know, you went there, and then she couldn't even let you go to Atlanta. She was afraid you were going to see some big booties. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that Where's Lola? Let me call Lola is not here. <laughs> Lola, seriously, she's not here. She is not here. She's up to who knows what she's up to. So uh, Clinton Knox says it was awesome. Kermit uh, Loves Bacon says if Hank is an old nerd, he got enough game to have you lovely ladies on. See, that's because, no, you know, they just want to come on the podcast. That's it, you know? No, it was totally Lola. Let me be clear about that. Oh, it's only because of Lola? <laughs> you don't like hanging out with me then, basically. I see. I know. She doesn't give you that extra style. I'm sure, I, I'm sure when you were over there in Atlanta, you didn't look around and go, you know, something's missing. You know what? I don't see old Hank Strange around here. You didn't even think about that. You were just like hanging out with all the other, well, all the other cool people over there. I get it. I understand. I get it. Red Bear says that BTK movie, Life Out Loud, real romantic. <laughs> so, uh, let's see what else. What other comments we have here? Uh, uh, this I don't know if that's relevant. We'll see what's going on here. Okay, so. Uh, Raymond Williams says, it's okay, Rhonda, I'm here. So, you know, at least, you know, there you go. You got, there's, there's folks out there. Did a lot of people come to Atlanta to meet you? Or there were probably a lot of folks in Atlanta that already follow you, right? Yep, it was a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. Well, I won't say a lot. Like, mm -hmm. let me, you know. That no, mean, you can say a lot. You can say a lot. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it was quite a few people there that, that, that recognized me. Yeah. Um, I only see you on Instagram throwing up pictures with dudes. And one of my like biggest supporters, he's like my my like one of my VIP patrons. He's mm -hmm. like been super supportive of me, mm -hmm. trying to help me get to ten thousand. He actually lives in Atlanta, so I didn't even know he was gonna be there. Mm -hmm. So he was there. The part that like freaked me out though, mm -hmm. let me just admit, okay? Oh boy, it was one of the um, younger ladies, and and. and it was, I'll just say it like that. It was one of the younger ladies that was at the event. And when she came up to me, she hugged me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you're one of the main people I used to watch on YouTube when I was young. And I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old. Um, 
flag on the play. First of all, I'm not old. Second of all, I only been on YouTube for like a couple years. So what are you saying? That's a lifetime for a young person. <laughs> yeah. Joanna, why, why but, is you? Joanna looks confused. Like, what? <laughs> is she younger than, than you? Yeah. She's a little bit younger than me. Mm-hmm. Like, not much, but I was just kind of, like, taken back by it because, you know. You'll get I'm used to it. Like, I, I see. I meet people all the time. They're like, oh, I grew up watching you on YouTube. I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I've only done YouTube for seven years. <laughs> but think about it. Remember when we were kids and how time went by really slowly? Yeah. It was like a, you, like time goes True. by faster as you get older. So like yeah. years in kid brain is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so also, two years, also Rhonda 18, is old. She's also old. <laughs> she's getting really yeah. old now. <laughs> but, Soon but she's going to have I, some like white dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> I must say I was flattered, right? Uh-huh. I was flattered, and then it's inspiring, it's motivational, but it also reminds you that you never know who is watching. Mm-hmm. Like you really don't know, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it was very motivational and humbling. Humbling, y'all know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, even though I kind of like, you know, like the the record scratch when she said it initially but when i thought about it i was like that, that's sweet so i felt good about it though but it was a good time i enjoyed myself okay cool cool did you have any questions here joanna before you know none of my evil questions about the summit no yeah, i just no. feel guilt yeah. i feel so much you guilt. Didn't, obviously you didn't care about the summit joanna you didn't care i, I you could care I it was my brother's birthday too so i got to spend time with my family that day you gotta pull the brother's birthday on us. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't say that before, so I'm not. You just made that up in the last five minutes. <laughs> no, I swear. My brother has a birthday every year, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> That's a good one right there. <laughs> okay, well, happy birthday to your brother, okay? <laughs> happy birthday to him. Yeah. I, I regret not going. Rolando's actually pretty he he's he's very very nice about it, but I could tell he's yeah. very upset he didn't Ooh, go. I yeah. had to ask Rolando I had to answer Rolando's question. I totally how do I forget? Oh to wait, tell who was y'all? her favorite person to meet? I don't think I wanna know. But go ahead. You, Who's your favorite person to meet at the show? This is so crazy. Uh-huh. So like this is a true story. Mm-hmm. So a couple of months ago, you know, every Tuesday I do my like hey y'all Tuesdays and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I followed Judge Joe Brown on Twitter, so I just mentioned something about him. Yeah, I think I, I saw like, that picture. Yeah, hold yeah, on. Like, I'm throwing up. I'm throwing up your Instagram right now while you're talking. Go ahead. Okay. So here's like, here. There's a guy who has a red T-shirt on that says "Entertainers aren't leaders." And up, oh, this is is that Joe Brown? Oh yeah, it is. You guys are the same height. Actually, you're a little taller than him. Well, you got heels on. It was a shoes. Huh? It was a shoe. Yeah. It was shoes. Okay, cool. Oh, here's uh, this looks like Kevin Dixie on the stage, trying to look all coolio smooth. When you take it's like he, Kevin knows someone's taking a picture of him right there. Just look at that. He knows someone's taking a picture, so he's trying to look off to the side. And then who's this guy? Is that Devin? Yep, that's oh, okay. Devin. And there you go, right there. Boom. Okay, very cool. Go ahead. I'm listening. We're listening to you. I'm just looking through your. I'm looking through your I- IG here. 
Okay, I think one of the pictures has Devin in it, and that's a guy named Aaron that works for the the Blaze. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, I was just casually talking like to my supporters, and I was like, yeah, y'all. I was like, I'm gonna interview just Joe Brown one day. Like, I'm gonna just totally interview him, and I was just, you know, cause I, 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 I think I'm drawn to people that are not like confined or in the box of what like like I'm really drawn to like strong personality types for Mm -hmm. some reason even times where I may think they're like a little maybe I don't want to say overboard but even in instances where I don't agree Mm -hmm. I just tend to want to listen to them because I know you're not being stifled or controlled right okay and so I just ha- kind of had this admiration for Judge Joe Brown. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to interview him one day. And at the time that I said it, I had no clue how, when, where this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I actually thought, like, I was just going to work my way up to doing, like, a virtual interview. And he just happened to be at the event. And I was like, yeah, like, give me an interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And so we sat down for, I don't even know how long the interview is. Uh, we sat down for a little bit and we just talked. And um, I'm not going to be able to upload the full video to YouTube just because, like I said, he just says whatever. He does not hold his tongue. And so, you know, I I respect that. I respect his opinions, though I may not agree with all of them or the way he says things. Mm-hmm. And also, I you know, us YouTubers, we just don't want to be, you know, we, we do a lot of work building our platforms mm-hmm. and we're just. Oh, so you don't want to put, you don't want to put his uh, interview up on your YouTube channel. That's what I'm hearing. I'm uh-huh. not going to, I'm not going to put the full interview on YouTube. I'm going to do some clips of it, but the full interview will be available on my Patreon. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. I, can I know that. people want to teach on me or yeah. try to get my band or try mm-hmm. to get my channel what well, like was this. he so, yeah. was was Judge Joe Brown cursing or something? Uh, not like the hardcore cuss words. He was just saying the stuff you could see on your. Yeah. I mean, you could always bleep that out or something like that, you know. No, it was more so the topic. Like, oh, okay. Topic. I mean, look, I threw up I, when you come on. Like, for example, we had you and we had Jafari. Uh, jo- was Jafari Jones right? Was it Jafari? I don't. It was Jafari from uh, BLM seven five seven. We had you guys on. I put that up on my channel, even though lots of people were mad. So forget them. Oh well, okay. I'm saying that same thing to you about your channel. You could put Judge Joe Brown up there. People might get mad. Whatever. No, this is this is different. Uh huh. This this is a thin line between what some people would like call like hate speech and i just don't wanna i just yeah okay and then i got make people to come to my patreon anyway so it's a win-win yeah, you know? yeah yeah oh you guys if you want to see because she's getting all mysterious about it now what's your patreon uh ronda mary just search ronda mary okay, on there page. you go boom go check it out see what's up and I, yeah like just joe like he's hardcore mm-hmm. like he doesn't He's not going to hold his tongue, which is cool. I'm not tripping off that. Mm-hmm. But also, right, mm-hmm. like I've noticed that 
I don't know if this so much matters to me, but I do think about this as well, mm-hmm. is that we live in a time where people think just because you talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you're like endorsing them or validating everything they've ever said. Mm-hmm. You could stand by somebody in a picture and they will swear you're endorsing something they said in mm-hmm. 1992, right? Mm-hmm. And I um, also, I try to be you know, cognizant of that as well. Yeah. Red Bear says doing some Farrakhan posting. I like it. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. I don't even know who Red Bear is talking to, but shout out to him. So I'm not, I'm not sure who that, you can let us know specifically what that uh, is. But probably I, said, he probably said that when I, like in regards to when I said like the borderline hate mm-hmm. speech thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah. Um, I, listen, when that particular interview that you or that podcast that we did that Jafari was on, you were on it, you know, folks, out, here's the crazy thing about that. There's people who are like, oh, can you bring some different people on? Because it's just like we're preaching to the choir. Then I bring the different people on. People get mad at me. If you don't know me well enough to know what I believe, then you don't then you don't know me. But bring it right. on someone so we could talk to them. That's just getting that person on the record. These people are soft. They're soft. Like, and the media will have you believe that only one political side, or I really can't say one mm-hmm. political side, but I'll say that for the sake of this argument, mm-hmm. they'll have you believe that only one political side are snowflakes. And it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, we got the snowflaking going all around. Um, I mean, I remember the, uh, the podcast where you had Edgar on, and he was going on and on oh, about Edgar. anarchy. He had some people really <laughs> riled up. Yeah, about yeah, anarchy. Yeah. You met Edgar when we did that panel. You met Edgar. Guns for everyone. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, people got mad at him. There's a couple of things he said on there. I don't think he said anything that I got mad at him. That's who he is. <laughs> You know, but some people's belief, here's the problem. If you believe something, that's in, that's in your heart, your soul, whatever it is, that's within you, your mind. You're the one who has to make peace with what you believe. If someone else stating their belief to you triggers you or sets you off, the issue is with you. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to. I remember, Jaf- and I haven't even made a clip because... I thought to myself, man, if I keep, and I, ha- I could th- throw, I've got clips I could throw up for like the rest of my life, right? From all these podcasts that we do. But I was thinking, man, people are just getting mad about this. I don't know if I really want to just keep spending time yeah. and putting it out there. But there was a part, in, but the entire podcast is up and anyone could look at it. And there's a part where he said to me, he doesn't believe in the Constitution. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> that's too bad for you. Constitution? there's nowhere else in the world that has a constitution like what America has, right? We said something to that effect. So the thing is, because someone says something and you don't believe in it, you don't have to get mad and fight with them to prove your point. You're just listening to that person and what they believe, right? And it doesn't, it doesn't affect who you are, but I think that there are people out there, um, especially when we're talking about uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter, I think there's people who are so mad and they've got so much pent up aggression and frustration over that subject that just the mention of that, you know, they feel like they need to react to it because they've got all this but stuff how, pent up. But how, but how, but how is that different? Mm-hmm. Like, 
like on a surface level, right? Mm -hmm. How is that different from Trump derangement syndrome? It's not. It's it's not no. different. It's the Nothing. same thing. Yeah. If you are going to completely shut down mm -hmm. just because somebody's name or a name of an organization is said, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's all it takes and you freak out. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hear what's being said. Mm -hmm. It's the same. Mm -hmm. And some of these people will never tell you the truth. They, they pretend to be freedom of speech. They pretend to be so open-minded freedom of thought no you're not yeah like, night train like, says that dude said a lot more than just believing in uh not believing in the constitution i think so but he put himself on the record he put himself on the record it's not me if anyone wants to know what i believe or what i support i t i talk about it monday to friday and um, definitely you can ask me and I could tell you. But I think at the same time, it's important for us to listen to what other people have to say, even if we don't agree with him. And um, I think he said that he doesn't believe in violent protest, right? And from what I've seen, he hasn't really done violent protest. I think that, you know, in that situation where he got arrested, they told him not to block the traffic. They blocked the traffic. They got arrested. That's not, you know. That's not what I consider like burning down a town or anything like that. So it would probably be a different conversation with a person who believes in that. But here we're just having a conversation with a young person who is out there doing what they believe that we know going in is contrary in some ways from what we believe and maybe aligns with some of the things that, that we believe. But. And the crazy part about it is I know I know this may be like mind blowing for some people to even believe, but if you sit down and talk to somebody for two hours, it's a chance that within that time it may be something said that you may agree with mm -hmm. and it may be some things that you are not like like yeah. that you won't. Yeah. What's the chances of sitting there talking for pretty much anybody that long and agreeing with every single thing they say? It's it's plenty of stuff mm -hmm. that far it says that mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that ain't my vibe. Like, that's not my thing. But mm -hmm. OK, you know, but he has the freedom to believe in those things. And just because we have these conversations doesn't mean people should try to attach you or I to this person. It's funny because the the same people that will get mad about your interview with Jafar will turn around and say, why do people get mad about Joe Rogan talking to people across the aisle? Well, why do you think mm -hmm. you do it too? I think everyone, right? I think everyone does a little bit of that. Um, a couple of months ago, there were people. So I had a guy come on who's a friend of mine as a police officer in Connecticut, and he came on the show, and lots of people here lost their mind in the chat. They were just mad at him. Even though he's a gun guy, he believes in the Second Amendment, but he's a police officer in Connecticut. And we were having conversations about, you know, things and everyone got all mad or whatever. On the flip side of that right now, there's everyone trying to prove how much they back the blue or whatever. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So you <laughs> see that, that, same, uh, that same problem in the 2A community, like whenever something happens mm -hmm. that's like newsworthy, it's like you, I see my Twitter feed and my Instagram feed like explode with everybody arguing with each other, um, even on the same side, you know, mm -hmm. and you just people don't respect their other people having a different opinion. And I think that's mm -hmm. the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just have like to some? you just have to listen. I think, for example, I think Jafari 
a lot of things. Like there were things that you were saying, but he didn't want to. He didn't. You were saying stuff about him, Rhonda, and he didn't even want to confirm it. Right. <laughs> I was like, asking I... him stuff, but that he probably told you, but didn't like for some reason when he got in front of this audience was like, eh, I don't want to discuss that now. Go ahead. Well. And you're well, frozen for some reason. I'm not sure what's going. Is that just? Oh, there you go. You're back. You know, and even me, right? Like I was challenging him on some things because mm. it's like, how are you gonna lead this organization and some of these things you don't know or you won't say this yeah. and the other? Yeah. Um, and and I think that's how can fair. you have Black Lives Matter in the name of your organization, but you're gonna say you don't know what Black Lives Matter stands for? That's not actually that. That's I don't think that was genuine. I, I think he knows, but, you know, it's just one of these. It's a thing. Like, we were talking about before this, we were talking about that rapper YFN, right? There's a lot of rappers that probably have YFN or RBD or SBC, AP, whatever, in front of their, uh, you know, like, I, I know there's a lot of ASAPs. Like, there's ASAP Rocky and some other ASAP out there, right? It all means some nonsense. So I think it's just, it is a situation of that with the Black Lives Matter. He probably agrees with some of their things, disagrees with some of the things. If you're going to put your name, if you're going to use that name, then you have to be ready to answer questions regard regarding that. Absolutely. And I wanted to um, say on this point of like people getting mad because you want to talk to, to other people, right? So I put out a post saying mm-hmm. like, I want to talk to um a, a police officer like mm-hmm. I want to interview an officer while you know the protests and the riots and all mm-hmm. these things are going on I literally had a guy and this guy was always being contrarian in my comments anyway like always trolling me always putting words in my mouth mm-hmm. and so he came under my post and said something about like why are you looking for an officer i'm looking for an officer to talk to well why would you ever do that who do you think are gonna take our rights you're not a real libertarian i said first of all i never told you i was a a libertarian in the first place so like one thing people are not gonna do you're not gonna tell me who i can and cannot talk to Mm -hmm. you'll you'll never do that right Mm -hmm. i specifically want people coming on my show that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the people that I actually want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so for you to even think you're going to tell me what to do, now I want to do it that much more. And that's why I'm the type of person, you you were basically like, well, I don't know if I should antagonize these people by keep posting the clips. Yeah, you should. Challenge people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, screw them. Like, if you... You're here to something about me brought you here, right? Either you're going to listen to me or you're not. But one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to pander to people. Yeah. I'm not so I don't think, um, let me see. Let's go back a little bit. I don't think that I'm worried about antagonizing people. I think if we're talking about, so like if I thought, if I'm having this thought process and I think, oh, every time I put this up, everyone's going to get crazy and then it's going to get lots of views. If that's all I was concerned, because once you go in there, you get all crazy and you start fighting with each other on any of my videos. It's just going to it's just going to rock it up. 
That's what yeah. happened. Yeah, I've 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 put up videos like that. So the stuff I put up um, Kevin Dixie and myself talking about NFAC. I put up a, a thing with me and Maj talking about NFAC. Guess what happened? All the NFAC, the pro NFAC people, got up on there and started carrying on. What they don't realize, they just pushed that video up. Right. Right. So, it- m- m- but here's my thing about it. Um, to me, I'm putting up these things. Mostly, so the podcast exists. It lives there. Anyone could come over to this channel and see it. When I'm putting up those snippets, yes, it's nice to get a lot of views and stuff like that. But I want people to see, oh, we're having these conversations. And then they come over to this channel and check this out and participate in it and see that we're not just talking to each other. We're we're, uh, reflecting what the audience wants to know. Plus, we're talking to each other and different people. But if it's not going to serve anything other than people are just like, oh, you know, I don't I don't want to hear anything from this person or this doesn't do. I'm just mad. Why are you talking? That doesn't really do anything. I want to put up things that's going to help people. If I wanted if this was all about being popular. That's my problem. This is one of the things that Lola tells me all the time. You could easily it's easy to do the popular stuff. I could tell either one of you guys how to blow up your channels. But for me, I'm too nerdy, right? It just doesn't serve a purpose for me to do that. When the purpose of talking to that guy was because people said, we want to see what these guys have to say. We want to listen to them. Now, if you listen to that, if you look at it, which a lot of people looked at it and said, okay, I looked at this and I think this guy's full of it or whatever, I respect that. But when you're just getting mad just based off of the fact of what's in the title, that's where to me, like I'm losing, where it's it's a waste of time, right? Then I'm just clickbaiting you into doing something. And literally, if I put up a video and it had NFAC in it and it went up, then I would just spend the rest of my life doing it. So what I'm trying to say to you is I actually don't like that. I could very easily d- look at the things that are trending and go, let me do this all the time. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, it looks like she's frozen again. You're frozen, Rhonda. Am I freezing? Yeah. Yeah. You can- so regarding having, mm-hmm. um, Rhonda, you said you wanted to have a cop on. So mm-hmm. I have uh, I have a multifaceted feelings about police officers. Um, I know good ones. I know mm-hmm. bad ones. You know, and I have different feelings about them. So I don't really fit into, I'm a bootlooker, blue lives matter, mm-hmm. but I also... What you does know, that I'm, mean? I'm what, does that, what does the bootlicker thing mean? I've seen certain I don't people know. I talking see it all about that. It's like yeah. people. Let me, are... let me tell you, right? Because it's on one of my t-shirts. So, so let me. Oh, jump. Okay, in yeah. Here. Enlighten us. It is literally like, like, it's a subservient attitude. Like I'm at your feet. Like whatever you want. Let me not only shine your boots. I adore you so much, I will lick them, right? Um, And so you have some people that it's like they pretend it, it, so I'm trying to figure out, you you told them to put their big girl panties on, so look. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, just go for it. You know, give us the raw version. So, like, so let me use Mike Dunn as an example. So that's the book boy that came up during, Mm -hmm. um, that came up during 
Um, the conversation the, with Jafari? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. if a person like Mike Dunn, and, and, and not even him specifically, but I'm trying to just kind of paint a picture here. So, maybe not him specifically, because he has a little bit of controversy mm-hmm. uh around him but let's just say kind of like the the bug boy vibe right those guys can go out in the streets with their guns they can talk about not letting the government step on them you can't come take it don't tread on me like like you know like all these keywords mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but if somebody that looks like me and and i don't want anybody trying to tell me otherwise this mm-hmm. has been my experience Mm -hmm. like he starts to say these things it's automatically the assumption with a lot of people i'm not gonna say all Mm -hmm. oh you're black lives matter oh you're a marxist oh uh um you're taking up for criminals oh what what constitutional rights don't don't extend to you is it because you're black is it because you're a victim I'm literally saying the same exact things these guys are saying, but for some reason, when I say it, it's different. Mm-hmm. So what I say, what I mean when I say a bootlicker is somebody that you hide the love of government overreach behind. You try to pretend that it's some type of patriotism, but those are the same freaking people that are gonna come to take your guns mm-hmm. when, when right now. When it's not at your front door, it's, oh, they're just doing their job. I want you to keep that same energy mm-hmm. because it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. We just talked about this when I was on your show, I think, last week. If Joe Biden was to win, right, mm-hmm. it may not happen immediately, but we know the direction that these people are going. They said in the open, you had Beto O'Rourke coming out and say, yeah, hell yeah, we're coming to take your AR-15s. Mm-hmm. Who do y'all think is going to do it? Beto and Nancy Pelosi is not going to show up at your door. It's going to be your neighborhood police officer. So I naturally have a respect for good people, honest people, genuine, authentic people. Mm -hmm. I believe in none of your principles. Mm -hmm. You don't mess with me. I don't mess with you. However, I am not naive enough to believe that police officers every freaking day uh, enact or or carry out unconstitutional laws. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go so far as to say in the future if Joe wins um, and Beto's going to be knocking on our doors with cops taking away our guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it right now. You can see it with who's getting arrested and who's not. Uh, you know, I, I, there was today something about somebody who was in their house in, in the news who was, you know, had a mob around his house the mob didn't get arrested. The guy in the house got arrested because he had a gun. Mm-hmm. I don't know Do the know details. Where that was? Whether... What state was that? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's Milwaukee. Okay. That happened today, I think. Yeah. Um, now they're saying he's a known racist. I don't know if that's okay. true because mm-hmm. I mean I've been called a racist and that's hilarious to me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, the details. Technically, anyone, what... any race could be racist, but <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, or see, this is the thing about words and, and, and where we put them and how we put them on people. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think I understand what you're saying, Rhonda. I think so. I can't speak for other people. I know here before all of this, like I just told you, I had a friend come on as a police officer. Everyone got crazy. 
Now, he's a police officer coming on knowing at the time when he came on, we were talking about red flags. And I see people having that conversation in the chat right now. We were talking about red flags and no one's happy about red flags. And what device do they who do they use to um, to execute these red flags? Police officers. Right. right. So this is a complicated conversation that I was trying to have, and people don't see the nuances and things. So this one guy who comes on that's a police officer, but also a gun guy, you have to be able to look at it and go, he has a job, right? Now, yes, we think, listen, hold on a second. We think that his, the, the idea of people going out there, the, the whole mechanism of red flagging people, we think that's wrong. The first place that we need to fight to fight that's in the law. When we have these, we've been talking this whole time I've been doing this podcast about cops, right? And the fact that there's probably too many police officers, I'm not saying defund the police officers, but there's too many in certain places, right? And there's not enough vetting, there's not enough training, there's, you know, the oversight, all of those things aren't happening. But ultimately, there's too many laws, and so the first place to start with this red flag stuff is why is that a law, right? And now when you're looking at a police officer and he has to enforce this, and even we asked him this question because we, we it's complicated, the red flag thing, and it depends on what state you're in and all of that. But ultimately, we all say, hey, this whole idea of red flags that they're doing, it shouldn't exist. Some of this law has existed for a long time. There's mechanisms that have existed for a long time for police officers to take guns away from people before we started calling them red flags. But it could be the same exact thing or a similar thing. Ultimately, the person on the street doing that job is doing their job. You know, the question that it comes down to, and we were, I was in the process of asking him this, is what if what the scenario comes up that you're talking about, Rhonda, that they're like, hey, we're taking these guns away from people, you know, and we're just we're going to send you guys out there to take away guns from people, not bad guys, not someone who's crazy, not someone who's threatening people like he was trying to tell us about a scenario where they went to someone's house and the guy is seeing people that are not there. And he's saying he's going to, you know, start shooting these people and he's got neighbors and everything and they had to do something. What happens in the scenario that the government says we're taking guns from anyone who has them? You guys are going out there to do that. And he was saying, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's when I'm going to quit. That's when I'm not going to do this job. I don't think every police officer believes that. I think ultimately there's some police officers that are going to do that and some that are not. And it's going to come down to, regardless of what bravado anyone has, if you're on your own or it's just you and your family, you're making a decision if you're going to die and if your family's going to die over the guns that you have. And whatever decision you want to make there is all good. Some people, depending also on where you live, it's going to be a completely different scenario if they try to go there and say, oh, we're coming to take these guns. Well, why? But why? Why? Who gets to pick the virtuous, um, the virtuous? constitution where the line is drawn right like that may be your line mm -hmm. but what but what about the person that feels like a no-not grade mm -hmm. like this is unconstitutional what about a, a, the person that feels like stop and frisk is is unconstitutional what about the person that gets their uh their property confiscated 
and they're not even convicted, and, that, and the, the government doesn't return that property. These are still constitutions that have like, amendments mm-hmm. that have to be looked at. And so why, if I say these things, like I'm the bad guy, I'm mm-hmm. a rebel rouser, mm-hmm. like I'm, no, like. But, but here's the thing, but so here's the thing, and, and Joanna, you could jump in here. If you, it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking and to me, Rhonda, problem. if you're talking that's to me, problem. I don't, but, but this is life. This is how human beings are. This is how human beings are. Every person is seeing the world through their own eyes and they have their own opinion. So if you're talking to me and I'm looking at you and you're out there and you're deciding, hey, I, you know, I have the right to march with my gun and I'm going to do, I don't have any problem with that. That's not a problem for me. I don't care if you're black or white and you're doing it. But there's some people who do care about that. There may be some people who are going to look at it and maybe because you're a black person, they have a problem with it. You know, if we're talking about the NFAT guys, I think I'm not going to say no one in the gun community. Most people in the gun community supported those guys' rights to do something. When they did, when something happened, people also have the ability to talk shit about you. That's just how it is. It happens all the time in lots of different ways. Now, I get them thinking that, oh, they're just talking about this because we're some black guys, but I've been in the gun community long enough to know there's plenty of white guys that have done stupidness and people talk about them. So it really depends. In that case, it depends. When it comes to stupid laws, you've got, as a person, you've got basically two choices. You fight those laws on your own in that moment. Someone's coming to try to take your guns away or whatever it is. And you're like, nope, not going for it. And you decide to fight. Maybe you win. Maybe you lose. Or you fight that with a group of people that have your back. Okay, or you fight that legally. So maybe that's like three choices. So we can go out there and we can legally say we're trying to get rid of all these things. We have to get rid of this. We vote or whatever. But if, you co- if we come as a group... To, to a conclusion that we're not going to take this anymore. Me personally, I'm sure that there's a group out there of people that if Biden becomes president and he's like, we're taking these guns away and we're going out there to take the guns, there's groups of people, there's whole towns, there's whole counties, cities, states, they're going to be like, no, you're not actually coming over here. I well, guess, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no. go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, I always uh, use... The Patriot as a good like metaphor Mm -hmm. for, you know, the line that needs to be crossed. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you see in the movie, Mel Gibson's character Mm -hmm. just waiting until it's like they keep pushing and pushing and pushing for him to finally boog. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone's different in terms of when they're ready or what finally pushes them over the edge. Mm -hmm. Some people are already ready. And um, I personally think that this country is set up for a civil war in the next couple months. but, you know, I, I don't I hope not. And I, I hope it can be resolved otherwise. But um, it's going to come to a head where everyone's going to have to make that decision about how far they want to go with this. Um, and, I, and you're right. I think it's going to be whole towns of people. And I think going back to Leo's, they're going to have to make that decision coming up. So my personal friends, I've been telling them you should look into a second career. Well, some of them have already made the decision is what I'm trying to say to you. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm just trying to tell you something. These decisions have already been made. We have these things called sheriffs in counties around the country. Okay, This happened a lot in Virginia. There's sheriffs that are like, nope, you guys can make whatever laws you want. We're not going to enforce it here. Right? 
So some in, in situation, I'm just trying to tell you statistically, if you're a badass and you can fight on your own and you think you're Rambo, good for you. Okay? But, but, but the best way to fight is with other people. And sometimes you have to, like, I don't feel the way you do, Joanna, and I'm going to tell you why. We both live in Florida. And this, this is not the only reason, right? This is all about how people handle stress, the way they're seeing things. I don't, I don't feel like we're going to be in civil war based on who becomes the president. That's me personally. And I know where I live. And, and I understand the people around me. Now, maybe your location, even though it's in Florida, there's people there that are going to try to do stuff. My location, that's not going to happen. That's not me telling you that. That's the people who live there saying that. That's my sheriff and other people like, no, that's not happening. We're not taking guns away from people. We're not letting anyone roll through here and try to take guns from people. This is police officers and all of that kind of stuff that I know that are like, yeah, we're not doing it. But I know there's some people based on where they live, how they feel, they're looking at it. Jafari said we're already in a civil war. I don't know what he's talking about. He hasn't gone through anything that the people that fought for civil rights before us he hasn't gone through anything more than what they've gone through. Those guys were getting beaten up, arrested, you know, tortured in prison, all kinds of crazy stuff happening to them. He just got arrested and then they followed him. But that's his own personal feeling like, oh, we're in a civil war because I uh, blocked traffic and they arrested me. <laughs> I could tell you I've got lots of friends who fought for civil rights and that's a really nice day. You see what I'm saying? So I think it's I think it's just based on your perspective and, and you thinking that look at look at the people outside. Just look out your window. If the if your town's on fire, you might feel like we're in a civil war. But if you look out the window and everyone's going about their business and going shopping and partying, getting their hair done and doing this thing and that thing, I don't think so. Not so much. Um, sorry. Let's uh, Rhonda. I know you got something to say. I just want to be clear, like, if you don't believe, like, mm -hmm. in applying the entire Constitution, you are not a patriot. I do not see what's patriotic about that. I do not see, I do not understand why people get to gatekeep mm -hmm. the conversation. And if I say this has really already mm -hmm. gone too are, and it seems to me if you're going to call yourself patriotic mm -hmm. you should stand up on issues as well but you get to decide from your little pristine community or whatever oh uh, that's not that bad what they doing to y'all over there I mean eh. but when they come to take the guns that's when the civil yeah, war but, starts so let me ask you so let me ask you who specifically because a lot of times if we're talking about non-specific things it's uh, tough to deal with that. Who specifically is saying that? I just feel like when we had this conversation, mm -hmm. so I, I literally asked this mm -hmm. um, on my Twitter. Mm -hmm. This was a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of like a trick question. Mm -hmm. I said, name the three congressmen that actually believe in the entire Constitution, mm -hmm. right? And stand by it. Mm -hmm. People literally went to naming one to five of the same names. I'm like, y'all don't get that that's actually a problem. Sure like, that is <laughs> You have hundreds of Congress members, and y'all are sitting here telling me it's okay that none of your freaking Congress members actually believe in the federal law of the but land. Who, so what I'm trying to say to you, who thinks that's okay? Because I know I don't think that's okay. 
<laughs> most people. Okay, but so I, what, what I'm trying. But I'm just trying to say this to you. So like the people, the anonymous people on Twitter and YouTube and stuff like that, or even the people here in this chat who we don't actually know. They're anonymous people. We don't know. That could be one person with 10 accounts. We don't know who that is. I, like, who do you I know? Like, who do you know that's actually like, I'm, I'm definitely not down with that. There's local, there's the people here. Anyone who I see, I spend a lot of time. If you're, if you're a politician where I'm at, or it, I don't know, nationally, locally here, and you, and you don't believe in the constitution, I'll spend my time saying, this guy doesn't believe in the Constitution. I've fought with other people here on on my show where they're like, oh, I'm going to vote for this guy anyway. I'm like, I'm not I'm not voting for him to go anywhere. He doesn't believe in the Constitution. So I, I think that, yes, there's there's people like what you're saying. And I would say most people in America are like that. They're not holding these people accountable and they keep voting for them. But this is an overall problem. We could if we flipped over from who we are or I'm just assuming who we are, and we look at Democrats, there's a crap ton of Democrats who don't believe in it either, and people keep voting for them thinking that they believe in the Constitution. They keep saying Constitution. But Hank, you're, you're sitting here saying that, but if people can only name three Republicans in the Freedom Party mm -hmm. that actually believe in the Constitution, that's problematic. So, so like, all I'm saying mm -hmm. is, so oftentimes, like, when I talk about stuff, like, on YouTube, mm -hmm. on Twitter, if I talk about stop and frisk, mm -hmm. if I talk about gun control, right, right and heavy regulations, mm -hmm. if I talk about um, these crazy amounts of bail, if I talk about asset for forfeiture, oh, you're being a victim, like, are you kidding me? But, but, but what I'm saying to you is I think, I understand what you're saying, and I think that you're right, there's people like but, that. But, but, but correct me if I'm wrong. Like, for so far as I know, most of the people that, that like, within, within my reach, the people who've been here and all that, we don't like any of that stuff. We don't like that. We're trying, you know. You know. Was, mm -hmm. Maybe not with the, like your particular audience, and I don't super watch like the comments here. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is the funny thing about that is the same people that say that to me mm -hmm. will turn around and be like, "Oh, when they take our guns, they're crossing the line." It's like to me, you ain't been seeing they've been crossing lines forever. So, so mm -hmm. I just and. I feel mm -hmm. now I'm going to use the word feel right because I feel this way mm -hmm. is that I feel like you have um, not necessarily like the, the commentators and the gun guys and the gun girls. But I feel like it's this it's this gatekeeping right of the Second Amendment and what it means and who it's for. We can try to pretend like it's not, but even the Constitution. That's why I brought up Mike Dunn earlier because we can have some of those parallel ideas, but people re will respond to me completely yeah, different. So, I don't know. So here, I'm just trying to figure this out, right? And Joanna, if you've got some insight, let me know. This is me guessing. A lot of those people that are communicating with you probably some fud dudes just saying they i'm just trying to tell you they're, they're, yeah they might be gun people because they have guns but the, do you know what a fud is do you know what we consider a fud since we're talking about I, definitions of things? Like, like a dork or something huh no 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 a fud is a guy who has guns and says they believe in guns 
but they don't really all this stuff that you're talking about they don't understand this this is this is you know this is what we're trying to say that guy who's like oh i don't care i only i just use this for hunting so i don't care about an ar-15 i only care about my you know 30 30 that i use for hunting or whatever that's someone like what you're describing to me and people could tell me out there sounds like someone who's a fud that's not us like or or the the people who I think are following me or not Joanna and and Rolando and a lot of folks out there we're like no there's we we believe in the Constitution, you know yeah we believe uh, in that. Rhonda there's something that I say uh, all the time it's that gun people aren't two A people, two A mm-hmm. people are a minority within the gun community. Mm-hmm. I have this conversation all the time with people who are gun people, mm-hmm. and they I had someone who is a gun mm-hmm. owner tell me they didn't know what the second amendment was two weeks ago i swear oh i think i, said, I would believe there's I, lots I, of people who own guns and they don't know about the second amendment i, I was that. just you do believe that i believe there's a lot of people like that am i wrong yeah i don't think you I are think... not wrong you are not wrong i have this conversation all the time because look I, I meet all kinds of even law enforcement officers gun enthusiasts they come in with their gun shirts and then and then mm. they're paraphernalia so i'm like oh this is a i have this thing where i like yeah. like to pick out the, who the look, gun let's look at are. the nra those five million yeah. nra members they don't even know that the nra took their money i'm just telling you we like what we're talking about like this little community thing that we're in here with the you know however many people are out there right now you know we are a tiny little percentage inside of that five million Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we're like, I don't even know if we're half a million, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, a good way to look at it is go look at the follower count on gun bunnies, like real gun bunnies, mm-hmm. who all their pictures are guns and boobs. Okay. All of them. Not one shred of actual content. Mm-hmm. And see how many followers they have versus someone who you know is a fantastic 2A advocate. Yeah. You know, that's true. But I Girl think a lot, a lot of these guys, why do you think people like Mars so much? Why do you think they like him? Maj gets it. He understands it. Now, yes, there's some people who are going to be threatened by him or this person or that person, right? But they get it. I think Kevin Dixie gets it. He understands what we're saying. He's not, you know, none of us are fans of it. We're, we haven't decided to rise up or anything like that, but we, we're not a fan of it. I don't support, there's tons of Republicans. I spent a lot of time talking about that. I make fun of Trump just as much as I'll make fun of anyone else. You know, to me, I don't trust any, any politicians. So I guess, and this is why even coming into this, I wanted mm-hmm. to make it clear, like, I'm not a gun girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a gun girl. I am a 2A girl, mm-hmm. right? This is about, like, freedom for me. I'm not super geeked out and nerd, nerded out. Mm-hmm. I don't know the newest, hottest mm-hmm. AR or whatever coming out. I just really don't know. However, mm-hmm. like, as somebody born in America, I won't all of those rights to me and if you cross the line on any of them to me you are crossing the line right and i'm not going to my neighbor across the river or across the road Mm -hmm. i don't care who you are i'm not gonna look at you and say oh uh, that right i mean whatever but when it comes to guns now it's like go time like no Mm -hmm. like keep that same energy and so i think we are failing we are failing if we are not helping gun people cross over into 2A people. How do you keep your 2A 
if it's just a gimmick, it's just a toy, it's just a prop. Mm-hmm. If these people have an audience, we need to be convincing them to talk about 2A and the principles behind owning that firearm. I think I think you're right, but we need to talk to them about the whole thing, right? The whole thing that enables that, which is the Constitution. You know, this is the reason why I was having the conversation with Jafari. If anyone wants to go look at it, I don't know if you think I was unfair. I let him say a lot of stuff that I could have I could have been gotcha on him. It was never my intention to invite him or anyone else on so I could beat him up. I don't actually I'm not a bully. I don't enjoy doing that to people. But I let him say stuff until he talked about the Constitution. And I, it wasn't mean. I just said, dude, you don't understand this Constitution and why it's important just because there was slavery that's the past that got fixed we're now we have to make things better by moving forward from that it's not to forget about it but we have to live in the present and think about the future with a mind on the past like hey this happened okay good but we're all here now and we have to move forward if we actually lose that thing that we have in america i challenge someone to go live in another place and find out about that it's really weird like i i i don't know if people get this but the country that I was born in, which is split between black and Indian people, was the first place I dealt with racism from black and Indian people. Okay? Then I lived in England and I dealt with that. Then I went to Nigeria in Africa and looked at a lot of people who are my genetic relatives and dealt with racism from them. And it's one thing when you could blame it and use the crutch of the white man. And another thing, when you look at it and you realize all human beings are like this and all human beings do these things to each other. And then the only thing you have as a human being is your ability to fight back and whatever rights that a group collectively gets together and say, because we can say that we're all born with something. If you can't defend it, you don't have it. Okay, so so collectively, people have to get together and fight for that. And say, no, this is the one place where we all get together and this is where we'll we'll go to war over this thing. And this is why it's important. It doesn't have to be perfect. Okay? So I think I, I, I think I understand where you're coming from and your frustrations, but you have to realize we're actually like a small section of all the people who own guns. And maybe this is so I I think that helps me understand more because I guess that's something that I'm either just learning or hadn't really even considered. And sometimes I get that feedback and I'm like, it's just it's, it's, it's really annoying because sometimes I feel like I'm I'm more of a patriot. Then the people with the don't tread on me flags, like don't try to gatekeep that mm-hmm. word. You don't even believe in a freaking constitution. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's sad to say, because I'm not when they put me on a TV with looking like this with my red hair and this and the other. They're not going to hashtag me or title me as patriot our patriotism like so i feel like it's a gatekeeping thing that goes mm-hmm. on and it's somewhere between the media right the media the mm-hmm. translation of you know, like you said mm-hmm. a big percentage of people that don't even really understand why they're able to own those things those tools in the first place yeah i think it's a weird um, thing the reason why i was asking you about bootlicker i've known so for example and i'm not trying to talk about anyone and they're not here so anyone has the opportunity to come on and talk about their thing but i noticed devin called uh kyle rittenhouse a bootlicker right i noticed that i, I actually follow you guys 
and I look at what you're saying and all that kind of stuff. And I know Devin's got, you know, he's definitely uh, got some stuff he's angry about. I don't understand how that kid becomes a bootlicker just because he wanted to be a cop when he was younger. I don't, I don't get how that translates to that, you know, um, because I believe that anyone, if that was a black kid that was in the middle of a whole bunch of white people fighting for his life in the same scenario, I would support him. If that was a, a white kid fighting a whole bunch of black people, <laughs> okay, however you want to mix that situation up, that, that kid in that scenario fighting for his life and being outnumbered, I get it. I'm not going to go and say, well, you know, he was like a lifeguard and he, was a, he wanted to be a cop, so he's a bootlicker. I, I, that, doesn't, that, doesn't, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not trying to get you to explain anything for anyone. I realize that people come up with names and then they start using it against people. This is the problem, like, with the language. When we communicate, we come up with things, and if it becomes hurtful, then people want to use that to hurt other people, and I've seen that a lot. And I don't think that everyone takes time to think about it and parse it, right? So... Uh, I also, again, think that it's sometimes it's complicated how you feel about certain things. Mm -hmm. Like, clearly, he's got a very strong viewpoint on police officers. Mm -hmm. I have a more middle of the road where I criticize them, mm -hmm. but I also see the virtues in them. So, you know, everyone's on a different spectrum with, you know, how they view people. Yeah, I think. And so, yeah, that's a whole. By the way, let me get this out. Uh, Chris Bullis says, I thought Rondo was harder on Jafari that night. Harder than Hank was that night on Jafari. But I felt like I had to challenge him, right? Like mm -hmm. as somebody that, and, and I don't want to say I had to as some type of obligation, but mm -hmm. as someone that kind of brought his story, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. I think you ended up finding him from me. And I'm still learning about him. I'm not completely, mm -hmm. I say, hey, it's some things I like about this guy. That doesn't mean I 100% know him mm -hmm. or 100% like, you know, I'm endorsing, I vouch this person. And so some of these things I was learning too. And I think it's fair for me to, to give you some pushback. Yeah, I like, think you were fair. I think you did it. I don't think it's, it's so easy for me to beat up on someone. Let's just think about that, right? And the format of what I'm doing here, most of these people are on my side. Now, if I turn on you two lovely ladies, these are mostly dudes. I guarantee you they'll turn against me. Even the ladies will turn against me, right? That's just how life is. But for the most part, if you, if you give me a reason and I'm like, oh, I could go in here. Who's everyone? Who's everyone's, everyone's going to be on my side if I go after that guy. That just doesn't make any sense. Like, what, what sense does that make? You guys tell me what sense that makes. I invite someone on here, and then they give me an opening, and then I just go in like this is Fox News no, or something like no. that. Like, you should, you should never go in on a person. People will kind of, like, you know, expose themselves or highlight different things about themselves. You don't have to... Even with me, I've only done a few interviews so far, but I just ask people questions and the audience will take from it what mm. they want. You don't have to try to do any super like, ta-da, like I got you, yeah. like moment. You know what I mean? It's not, good. Gonna, it's not good in this format. It's just not good no. in, in this format. I don't think it's... And and even for finding those commonalities, right? Because like, like, I, like I said, even 
us trying to expand, trying to figure out how we can use gun guys and gun girls mm -hmm. to expand on the actual 2A message. Because mm -hmm. those are commonalities that we have. You don't want to burn bridges or, you know, it's not about trying to make people look bad or anything like that. Also, can I address a comment? Uh-oh. Real okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. nothing <laughs> It's nothing major. Okay, what is it? Somebody said something about uh, Rhonda is the type of person that that judges the book by its Who said cover. that? Who said it? Can you see? I can't even find a. I can't even find a comment now. It's oh. like a. <laughs> Are you only seeing Pedro? the stuff that says Rhonda? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it's easier to see the stuff that has my name in it. Um, right, but. I don't know. Did you see any of that, Joanna? I don't know. And I, I did. I saw that one pop out. Yeah. No, and I think. I, go ahead. Go ahead. You want to address it? Let's let. We'll let you address it. Go ahead. I, I want to address this. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am not sitting here pulling things out of thin air. Mm -hmm. If I am talking about these things, I am looking for solutions mm -hmm. to bring more people on board into the, particularly the Second Amendment community. Mm -hmm. It is hard to do that. I've had these conversations. I built my whole freaking YouTube on talking about the media and how deceptive they can be. Mm -hmm. That includes that includes the gatekeeping of certain topics. I see where you're coming from. Years, mm -hmm. For years, the media has made a huge effort to make black people feel like gun ownership doesn't belong to them. I've talked about this from a personal experience. Mm -hmm. Me up, only thing I saw in the media was white supremacists, gangsters, and school shooters were the only people that own guns. Mm -hmm. So either y'all say y'all support guns, you say you support the Second Amendment, you are either going to add to that narrative or you're going to take away from it. Mm -hmm. It's one or the other. Yeah, by the way, if it you, was motorboater. He says, I think it's yeah, safe to say it. Rhonda judges books by their covers. So, so And, he, and he ratted his own self out, by the way. <laughs> And, he came and up and it, said he I, was the one who said that. Yeah. I'm not pulling these things out of thin air. Mm -hmm. If I am saying these, these are actual conversations and actual feedback that I get in real time. Yeah. Well, I understand these what you're saying about the gatekeepers. And I don't look. I think a lot of us realize that they are that there is such a thing. I'm just trying to tell you that there's that there's groups within groups. And I and I that tonight yeah, and yeah. I accept it. Mm -hmm. I took that feedback from you, and that's going to help me moving forward know how to look at things differently, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you have to listen to those kinds of things when you're hearing that from people. There's people who I talk to, and like you said, I realize these people may own guns, but they don't understand this whole concept. I think this is the right. reason why people got mad at Edgar, and and I don't. I don't know if I feel that same way about him because maybe the audience out there hasn't like spent as much time, which I haven't spent a lot of time with him, but I've actually sat down across from him and talked to him. But when you say you're an anarchist, this is just what people hear, right? Right. Oh, anarchist. So you don't care about the constitution. So I, and I'm just, I don't want to get into a whole thing or whatever, but I think that, so for, for example, Edgar might have, we were having a conversation about the police and people calling the police. But if you're an anarchist, 
you like everything's crazy, right? You don't have any rules. People could do whatever they want to. So people could call them, not call them, and all those kinds of things. If people don't really know where you're coming from, I don't think they truly understand that. And it takes time to get deeper into who that person is and understanding where they're coming from because it's really not true to say that if someone is an anarchist that they just don't believe in the constitution but there are a lot of people who are anarchists who don't if and i I just want to say like like you know You you have your followers over here. You have your supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I I don't I want to remind people. Um, y'all can say whatever y'all want mm-hmm. from y'all perspective. But if you actually care about the two A and how it's being represented, you may want to be a little bit more open to actually listening. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just hearing. Mm-hmm. This is some people. They don't like when things are not being said to them in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And this is where the communication issues come in. And I talked about this earlier. If we are, if we cannot find these commonalities, Mm -hmm. like you're going to lose the 2A. It's going to happen. You are on track, right? Mm -hmm. And you have people like me that come in and I'm literally telling you what the media does. I'm telling you the Mm -hmm. winning message. I'm telling you how to expand the message and make it relatable, Mm -hmm. make it easy to understand. If you find that problematic, you probably deserve what's coming down the road. Mm -hmm. Like, just keeping it real. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I think? I think it is there's, oh, there's going to be communication problems between us just based on age, culture, and all these different things that are not, it's not a bad thing, you know? And I think it's how everyone looks at everything. If you're listening, like I'm trying to listen to you. I know I run my mouth a lot. I talk a lot, you know, but I'm trying to listen to you. And I think that we're kind of on the same plane, you know, it's just... We're, we're trying to figure out what's the communication language that we actually use to talk to each other. What are the words? And this is why you should ask questions like, what does that mean? You know, what do you, what do you mean by this? How do you look at this thing? Or what do you think about this thing? Because I think we have more in common. We're just maybe coming to this from uh, a different point of view. And if we have this thing in common that we believe in the Constitution and, and all of it, not just the Second Amendment... Right. That Second Amendment might be that enforcement part of the Constitution for the people. Right. Versus the people who are leading them or ruling them or however you want to look at it. If we understand that, then we just need to get on that same level and understand it. Sometimes people, you know, it's just certain things. If you say this, it means that to them. Right. And they might take it more seriously than you meant it. And that's what that's the whole reason why I even brought up the bootlicker thing. Because I don't know if people are using that in the right context. So if you're saying it, someone your age or who understands where you're coming from sees that a different way from someone my age coming from where I'm coming from. Here's that thing. I also wanted to say, I think that, Rhonda, you are an idealist because you said two things tonight that made me think that you think too much of people. I think people in general aren't going to, if I'm going to analyze human nature, people don't care. Most people 
I'm talking just the majority of people don't care enough about things that they think they care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I see this in different aspects. I feel like people always think that they're good people and they are believe in this or that. But then when they put, you know, when, when it comes to the actual, what did you do for this? Most people won't do that. I see that a lot. I'm, I'm really big into volunteering. Not a lot of people. They're like, I love kids. I'm like, okay, well, do you volunteer and help out with this stuff? It's like, no. So same thing. I love guns. All Mm. right, cool. Do you do anything about this? Absolutely not. And I just think that's human nature. Same thing with tribalism. You're going to have the fudge. You're going to have the tactical. It's like what I like, and that's all I care about. So I think that's one. You you think too highly of humans. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's just I've become more cynical, and I see, I've see i seen the bad. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do think that, you know, that that's what we're fighting up against, yeah. uh, human nature. Two, mm-hmm. politicians. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something where there's like three Republicans who actually believe in the Constitution. I am a cynic. I think I've said this before on the show. I, I keep wanting, like, these new people who are all running for office. I get really excited about certain candidates. And I'm like, I really hope they don't get corrupt once they make it in. But the more and more I read about what happens once they're in the Senate or whatever, I'm like, well, let's see how long it is before they got bought, bought out too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's really cynical, but I think that's the reality of, you know, the swamp and politicians. Do they actually care about the Constitution or the U.S.? Absolutely not. I don't believe that. Maybe a few of them do, but I think the majority of politicians in Washington, whether whatever side of the aisle they're on, they only care about themselves, their own power, and making money. Yeah, the Constitution should never be political. No part mm-hmm. of it. Not the Second Amendment, First Amendment, whatever. None of it. Uh, I'm trying to look at... You see this thing here? This should never, ever have anything to do with politics. <laughs> so you sh- it shouldn't have to that, do with yeah. whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. If, if, if it's in here, it's, it's just the way it should be. And I, I, I think um, I, I, I can I can accept some of that, Joanna. I understand where you're coming from. And I think, you know, to an extent, I can, you know, say that you're right. Um, I think with me, so I'm the media person. So I don't know if people know this about me um, in the chat but, or if they like don't. I'll tell them or remind them. But I literally built my platform off telling people like the media lies. This is how they lie. This is what they lied about. This is how you counter that. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm getting to the point where I'm tired of people talking about a culture war. We're losing the culture war. This is happening. That's happening. And I literally say to people, if you want to combat that, it's super easy. It's not even hard. These are the ways you can do it. Mm-hmm. Just very simply. And it's like you said, like people don't really care. They don't really care. So my thing is I just ask people to be consistent. Like, like if you don't care, stop complaining about, oh, the media is representing gun owners this way. Oh, we're losing the culture war. Oh, we're losing our 2A. Stop complaining about it. You don't care. You've made it clear you do not care. Because when I say, you know you're right, these are the tactics they're using to do it. And this is how you combat it. 
Now I didn't. I, I didn't went too far. Yeah. Most of those so people like, don't even vote. Let me get this because I know we're over time. You know, this is one of the things with you guys. Like I, I think you guys are really interesting. Usually it winds up me, me and Rondo talking mostly though, and we don't give Joanna a ch and she's brilliant. Right. I'm not just saying that, Joanna. You are brilliant, and you're awesome despite your like of uh, of uh, <laughs> Korean boy band. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're awesome. But I think, we, you know, we, we would obviously need a lot of time. But let me get let me get this one thing in for Motorboater who said that particular thing. I just want you to hear his uh, comment that he put up here. And there's a whole bunch of comments. He says, most of us are disgusted by the state of the 2A and agree with most of Rhonda's points, including me. That's what he said. Okay. I just wanted to, it wasn't like no yeah. beef or nothing. Yeah. And, I just wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to address and let people know, like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, like, trying to SJW y'all. No, 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 I like, don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Red Bear says I, there's a point there, lack of action. I think that's what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think ultimately, um, so many people are just comfortable. And this is reason why the reason why people don't want to fight anything because they're comfortable and they're enjoying things. And a lot of people, including in the in the gun community as a whole, not everyone. There's a lot of people who are like, "Hey, I've got my guns." You know, if they if they come for stuff, they're not gonna take it from me. Just people won't be able to have it. I don't care about that. And I and I think that that whole idea, like you're saying, is dangerous. And people need to start paying attention to it you know and that's what we're doing here but we're not a big massive community so that's why everyone's looking at the whole and i think that you're right about the whole if you look at that it's true that's how it's being it's not just being reflected to you that way it's being reflected to us that way you know and we're kind of like we're just as sick and tired of it as you are you know and what we all need to do is figure out a way how do we use these things that we have going on um to help that you know, not just to bring up the people who are younger just coming into something now, but how we how do we connect to the people who are older, you know, and how do we get them to understand this? And a lot of that is why I'm doing this. You know, people see me arguing with, with some of my friends on here. <laughs> and if you think about it, if you really go back and look, you'll see that over time, some of them have changed because they're, they're, they're starting to understand what's, you know, where we have this way of communicating with each other and we're upgrading right. all of us when we're doing it, right? Because someone hearing you say this now, if they really think about it, they're like, you know what, she's right. Maybe instead of just shouting at someone because I think they don't get it, I need to figure out where they're at and how to communicate that, that to them and make them understand how important this thing is. Absolutely. Can you read Brian's last comment? This is an awesome like. Okay. Like. Do you want to read it? I'll put. I'll pop it up here if you. If you want to read it. Okay. Yeah. He said we were losing the two A culture war until COVID and BLM riots. Now we need to leverage that newfound appreciation of gun gun ownership into voting for two A preservation. Like that's what I, I'm talking about. Like that's, you know, the message that we need to spread because you can talk about what's being done wrong all freaking day till you're blue in the face. But until you are expanding your message and making it relatable, think about, like he said, all the people that went to own guns after COVID now take advantage of it. Use that, mm -hmm. right? Counter what the media is doing. This is 
it's so much opportunity here. And I guess I just kind of get frustrated when instead of people seeing that, they try to like make me the problem. So, yeah. yeah. But Brian, that was a great yeah. comment. So yeah. I wanted that. Well, listen, we have to do this again. We definitely have to do this again. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up just because I have to. I can keep going here. I can keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely feel bad. Like I, and, and by the way, Joanna could talk, man. When she gets going, I think she's just being patient with us and listening and not interrupting us. But um, here's the thing I want to invite everyone to do because I'm going to get these... Uh, I'm going to get these lovely ladies to tell you guys how you could communicate with them and follow them. And I'm going to ask you to just really do that and show them some support here. If you understand what this is all about, you know, help them out, follow them. But don't just follow them, you know, when they post stuff, because I'm looking at what Rhonda is doing. When they post something that you like and you get it, repost it for crying out loud. OK, help them get the message out there. But we're going to start with Joanna. Because, uh, you know, you're awesome. Tell us, like, what you do and what the folks can do out there to help support you. Um, you guys can uh, check out our YouTube podcast. We are on every Sunday night at 7 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, we are the Locked and Loaded Latinos. And we talk about two-way politics and what's going on that week. And sometimes I rant, like I did last Sunday, about... Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I was going to mention it today. We're going to, I had, I was going to bring it up. Yeah, you will see the Joanna could talk. <laughs> yes. yes. I had a little Ted talk on my last uh, podcast. Right, right. Um, if you don't catch us live, um, the show goes up afterwards or you can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that jazz. And then you can find me on Instagram, um, Latina locked and loaded and Facebook. We have the locked and loaded Latinos. Yeah, I see Rolando's well. throwing that up here. By the way, Rolando also comes on here uh, mm -hmm. as well. We try to split these guys up, you know. Um, and then Rhonda Mary, how can the how can the folks follow you? You're not on Facebook, right, Rhonda? I don't think so. No, I'm yeah. just Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I am Rhonda Mary um, on pretty much all platforms. Rhonda Mary, stop trying to make me Rhonda Marie. Like, it's <laughs> racist, okay? I'm just kidding. But Rhonda Mary on all platforms, I'm about, I think, like 300 people away from 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So definitely go ahead and give me um, a thumbs up or a follow on there. I'm pretty, I'm probably most active on Twitter. Um, I like to engage. I like to pick people's brains. I like to challenge people. Like some people may call it trolling. I call it challenging people, making them think a little deeper than what's just being presented to them. Um, so yeah, like yeah. let's chop it up. Let's connect. Yeah, absolutely. And I see someone saying that you should post your YouTube link. It's Rhonda Mary. Pretty easy. Yeah. Just yeah. Like if you don't find it, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Mary, I pop up super easily, yeah. easily. Just don't try to ethnic it. People be trying to make me Ronda Maria mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So just Ronda Mary, you'll find me. Absolutely. So thanks so much to you guys. Thanks for everyone out there for hanging out with us. Big shout out to Harry's Holsters. I'm going to run in the end. You ladies stay right there. Thanks so much, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. I have no clue who's coming on tomorrow. And Lola's not here to remind me. So just come back tomorrow and find out. Let me roll in the end. <laughs> Make sure you guys smash the subscribe button. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. 
Uh, we are going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all the other places that you listen to your audio podcasts. I uh, appreciate all of you guys for hanging in there with us. We're out. Uh, let's see. Who wants the last word? Should we? Do, Rhonda, you want to give it to Joanna? Yeah, let's... Joanna. Last word. Make it good. Make it Last good. word. Uh, everybody make it their challenge this week to go and talk to someone and make them care a little bit about their constitution. Amen. Well said. <laughs> See, I told you she was awesome. We're out. <laughs> Peace.